If that didn't make it so that you instantly just turned this off, <laughs> I don't know what will. Everyone has now left the theater. Yeah, they're uh, but like their this. dogs are very excited for some reason. Everybody's dogs <laughs> Everybody got real excited. We are the waiting room music for Warhammer nerds anyway, so That's if you true. put this on for your dog when you're left, we're sorry. This is the one that got the neighbors yeah. really upset. And they were just like, woo, and all, like, all the hounds were hounding. What if what if we just hid like supersonic <laughs> frequencies in these things to just make like people's dogs go nuts when yeah. they're listening? It's like, oh, my dog really hates Somebody's listening guys. to this in the car. They had the windows up and all the windows just went poof. Just exploded. <laughs> just exploded. Loaded out. <laughs> Can I, that would be uh, that would be pretty terrible. Um, that would be almost as bad as putting a very realistic cop car sound in your song. Uh, oh my god! Hip hop artist, uh, please stop. Dude, God, think. I, the, I keep thinking that any time that a pop like those songs have like uh, sirens from like uh, cop cars, uh, fire trucks, any of that stuff. I'm just like, oh, it's like immediately have like my like small heart attack. There was My anus puckers. I forgot what track it was, but there was one I was listening to where the the siren sounds were constant, but they kind of faded in and out. So every like half minute, you were like, "Is that? Do I need to roll down my windows? Is that <laughs> so, going? Wait, like are it they was getting, the worst song to listen to in a car. Are they getting closer or further away? It's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. Do anyway, I, is that a thing that Europeans have to worry about? Like ambulances just hitting them to get through? No, because you actually have to pull over. Oh, okay. Like you are like it, so. At least in Germany, I think you're supposed to in America. Yes, yeah, so you're like, supposed it, to in America. But people don't. People don't. in Germany. If you don't pull over, like if you're in like a traffic jam and uh, you have to create a lane. Oh, because that's it, smart. It, because there has to be an emergency access lane for like ambulances, fire yeah. trucks, that stuff, that sort of stuff to go through. And if you don't, you will get fined. A lot of money. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> in America, if you don't, they just hit you with the fire truck. Right. The guy's like, like, yeah, uh, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. We'll send another one back yeah. for you. <laughs> just reach down, scoop yeah. the guy up, throw him in the back of the yeah, fire they truck. Will, they will just, they will, they will find the absolute dog shit out of you. Um, and then make sure, and if you, and with the potential of never being allowed to drive again. Oh, nice. So, yeah, they, they do not play over there. You know what we do, though? We play we over play here. Games. <laughs> we do. I mean, they play this over there. We have a lot of German listeners, worst, actually. <laughs> the worst segue. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, welcome to the Atlanta Warhammer podcast. That was our weird intro of the intro that is now we're in the intro. We're in the intro uh, now. We are doing book two of the Dawnbringer Crusades. And this one's called Ring, Ringy of the Broody. I think it's Rain. Okay. Uh, like oh, it's actually in, pretty clear outside. Yeah, no. I, yeah. But, like, yeah, the, the rain that is coming oh, down. Okay. It's like the Castamere oh, rain. Oh, okay. Of the Brututi? Yes, of the Brutite. <laughs> Brutite. <laughs> Delicious. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have a nice Caesar salad with my Brutite. Mm. Well, this Brutite fights back. Uh, dumb yeah, history this, joke. This show's dumb. <laughs> this, listen, guys, so it's, uh, I think we're both tired uh, from various other life things. <laughs> And this book may, it, this book's really good. Um, uh, but it's also really stupid. It's also really stupid, and we have to get it out now because the next one comes out, like, tomorrow. Yeah, basically. so we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get going. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. welcome to this. It's book two. Uh, you probably have it already. If you don't, guess where you can pick it up? You can pick it up at gigabytesonline.com or go into Gigabytes Cafe in Marietta, Georgia, and buy it there. They do have some copies left. I think they have... Uh, I was actually in there a couple of days ago. I believe they still have all the boxes, the kit boxes that come with this as well. Mm. So if you don't have your truck yet, you can pick up a truck. They don't have a lot. But they do have some. Nobody got a lot right. of any of this stuff. This is somewhat in the victim of the GW allocation stuff. Sorry, Age of Sigmar players, while the 40Ks drop in Space Marines. We're getting jack shit. You're just going to get less stuff because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's coming from one channel and the tubes get clogged. Yeah. 
the manufacturing ain't that fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my professional inside uh, the industry thing. The tubes get clogged with too many space right. marines, and they don't have enough space for it. Now, next week, the tubes are clogged with cities of Sigmar. Uh, just directly so into my mouth. So there will be less. <laughs> just yeah. just really walking that a, shit into my face. There's a direct funnel that is currently being built from Mr. James Workshop's house <laughs> that is going to Zach uh, Zach's house and just filtering into his mouth hole. It immediately just yeah, it just drops into a pile of gray plastic yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. How how mean, by the way, are they that the Warhammer preview thing? Uh, first off. Iota's Cryptborn. Holy shit, that model. Have you seen that model? Yeah, it looks Has real everyone, good. Uh, you at home, have you seen that model? I ask go emphatically, go look at it. That's cool. Uh, I'm really excited for that. It's going to make you be able to play an all-dragon army, so I can't wait for people to lose their mind. They show the rules. It's not unbalanced. Actually, I think it's a little like on the narrative side, maybe, yeah. where it'll be kind it's of It's going to be in like that 40% win rate. Yeah, and I'm okay. that's good. Yeah. That's where I want to be with Had, Stormcast. Happy with a, happy with a dragon army think. like that. I just want to hopefully get to turn five or game five and fight the guy who's only played two games right, and be right, like, yeah, right. I got an easy win. You want to you fight the steam tanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, not anymore. Not anymore. They got a two-up save. Yeah, I don't want to fight steam tanks anymore. They're very good. So yeah, you can head to Gigabytes Online and pick up this stuff. And if you don't want to paint Trug up as beautifully as he's painted in this book, where could you get it painted? Wow, I guess Lava Juice painting. Yeah. Uh, he does painting stuff, and it's pretty damn good. It's it's awesome, and I he will look paint at, up. I looked at the model he painted for me, and as it lies broken in a, in a pile, because it didn't survive uh, various both moves... And then the regluing process when I was going to reuse him, and then of course you know you do that thing where you like you reglue the model together, and you're like yes, and then you give the little fist pump, and then you punch the model, and you go fuck. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm also uh, I love when you get it glued and you release your hands slowly, and then it starts to tip, tilt, yeah. and then you overcorrect, and it goes the other way, and then eventually you end up with a guy that's like sideways flying off the thing. Yeah. 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 Well, you did that, that model. To be fair, is two people made of sticks somersaulting off the top of each other's swords this or is something. True. <laughs> like, it is, like that's a hilariously and surprisingly accurate yeah. description. And everyone at home probably knows what Lumineth model is. <laughs> <laughs> two people standing on top of each other, somersaulting off of a sword. Yeah. Just put them back to back. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's very strange. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and think, oh, my God, I could do better, which you can. You, can. <laughs> uh, you know where you can go is Blueberry Podcast. Yeah. And you can out. have your stuff hosted there, too. So that way you can also have a podcast that has people that listen to it around the world. Oh, for, they all distribute it everywhere. We are now. They don't um, care. I don't even know. We're like the top podcast in India, baby. <laughs> The top, the top American Atlanta Warhammer pocket. Like you, you keep filtering all the way down. I can make us number one any in any any form or fashion as long as you give me all the filters. Yeah, that's sweet. That's <laughs> we're the number one podcast on iTunes. If you specifically search our name with the colon intact. Mm -hmm. um, actually, we are in iTunes is like top twenty of uh, Warhammer or Age of Sigmar. If you search that in now, you finally crept up. Well, that's very stupid. They should have better Age of Sigmar podcasts. We're, we're still behind people that stopped recording like three years ago. So. So I don't know what that algorithm's even doing uh, just, at this point. It just like, exists. I don't know. We're just hanging out, man. And there's, then there's real shows. It's not like we have well. like a regular like recording schedule or anything like that. We try and do like twice a month. Do, yeah. we, do we do it successfully? No, we have lives. Occasionally this we... This doesn't pay us anything. Occasionally we record two a month, but then the problem is the editing puts the one in the next month. Right, and right, right. It just sort of cycles well, out. Then our, and then our host and like our hosting file size, because for some reason we can't do a podcast that's less than four hours. As we sit here and talk about the fact that we can't do a podcast, and we're what, 30 minutes into this podcast? Cast Bingo, audio. baby! Oh, I didn't put it on the timer. We'll never know. We're we're five hundred and thirty-three point three measures in because I set that wrong. Yeah, but also that's like before like the recording bit as well because that has like probably twenty minutes of 
Talking about putting my mom on drugs after her hip surgery. <laughs> yeah, the, the stuff the, that you guys don't, don't have need, to listen to. Yeah, the amazing stuff you don't have to listen to. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. But you know what you are here for? You're here for a book. You're here for book two, Don Bringers. Wow, you hit that table <laughs> so hard. The, table the whole so thing rattled. Uh, this is uh, coming off the top rope here. This is a good book. This is so it good. Is, this is fun. This is what I wanted from the last one. Yeah. Like, every, it's got, literally everything I wanted, yeah. minus one little thing, and we'll talk about it. The one thing that sets this off from being an A++ book. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, what? What? where are we at, Zach? We have, this is like the true part of the Dawnbringer Crusades, because we're actually following the Dawnbringer Crusades for right. once. <laughs> <laughs> the Crusades, they're actually happening. They're, they're doing stuff, yeah. Um, they're not just, so... If you have the Cities of Sigmar book, um, mm -hmm. which isn't out yet, but if you bought the special edition thing, or if you're like you, where I won a box and then gave you the other book, yeah, um, the story in there that I kinda, can't put the that I can't put online still. Yeah, we can't use the code <laughs> yet. I have I've been theory crafting these armies on graph paper. It's really kind of fun <laughs> to be honest. It's old so, school, old, yeah, it's a little old school. Um, so this this book starts off. Let's to to just back this up. Uh, Dawnbringers Crusades. If you don't know what they are, basically they go to a city of Sigmar and they say, "Hey, what if you emptied eighty percent of your population into the wild and send it somewhere else? And one tenth of them will survive and make a new place." And when we were talking about this previously, the tone of it is very like, "Well, why? It's mi why do that? Yeah, because you're so unsuccessful all the time, mm -hmm. and, and like even the successful ones." You got like a month before an orc walks in there and just beats the crap out of you. Mm -hmm, so like, mm -hmm, what's the mm -hmm. point? I think the thing that's important about how this book distinguishes that from the city's book and, and kind of adds on to it. The point is, is it's like, well, the enemies are gathering around us in more and more and more numbers. If you imagine like this slowly, you know, eclipse of monsters and enemies and orcs yeah. and chaos and stuff. It's not like they don't know where the cities are. Right, and so the only real defense you have is, like, we gotta get out and start making countries. Like, right. we have to make defensible multiple locations, so we have a fort that falls, so we know the giants are on the way. Spoiler. Like, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, we gotta they, build actual infrastructure it, to a, a nation, essentially. All, it, the way it's sort of described in the book is that the city has almost reached, like, a, like a capacity, mm -hmm. right? That there's too many people in the defensible walls that they have. So they have to expand the defensible wall area. Which means that people have to leave the city and go off to do it. So they create these crusades in order to do so. Now the problem is that the world outside the walls is scary. Yes. Which is hilarious because the world inside the walls is also terrifying. <laughs> Please see last episode when yeah. Skaven just popped out of the freaking ground. And then gets set everything on fire. <laughs> gets everything on fire. And you might just be living in Avalgard at yeah. some point. And then you're not. <laughs> and then you're not. So not anymore. <laughs> there you go. Um, you wake up and there's a lady in yeah. a Frank Frizzelli chainmail <laughs> bikini standing over you with a knife, and you're like, like, oh, I guess this is not going to be a good Tuesday. Yes, uh, guess we're not anvil guarding. I guess anymore. I'm not going to work today at the dock. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, and this is a big, I think the big reason for this is um, the, 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 one of the biggest complaints in the Age of Sigmar was that it wasn't dark enough. It, mm. The grimdark of the old Warhammer fantasy is very much grimdark. And the, like that feel didn't carry over into Age of Sigmar because it was meant to be like a big heroic kind of he-man-ish super heroism sort of thing. Now they're kind of putting more of the darkness and spookiness back in. Right. It's kind of weird that they have all these like death releases and like this is where the grim dark stuff starts really hitting in a way. That's because we have human protagonists. Yeah, you have to so, have the you have to have an element of humanity yeah. in it in order for you to have the grim dark. Like, that's it is what it this, is surviving against 
your oppressors. Right, because I, as much as I would want to, I can't really identify with a Stormcast Eternal. It's no. Like nine foot tall not nine foot, not, lightning I'm not golem. A, <laughs> not made of lightning. Like, I don't get reforged every time I die. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's so I can't really identify with that. And, you know, I love a bunch of the other armies, but, like, bone splitters. That's not really me on an average day, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, finding a way to connect with these stories. Right. But this does a really good job because it's like, oh, these are people. These right. are actual people who are just trying to survive. Um, and they're and then they're told by their commanders, hey, if you want to survive, you should go out and fight and die somewhere so that maybe your children survive. And they're like, well, I, I, I guess... I guess so, because wh- I'm not going to argue with this person who... Because uh, if I argue with them, I'm going to be dead anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, argue with them. Your choice it's like, is really like death or just death. Yeah, it's very much the the grim dark kind of feel of like you're going to die either way. Yeah. Do you want to die because you got poisoned by Nurgle and merged into a chair somewhere? Right. Or do you want to die because you went out and you fought hard and you secured a ley line? And hell, if you fight hard enough in the name of Sigmar, there's always that chance. There's yeah, that one in yeah, 100,000 chance. You might get reforged. You <laughs> might come back and have to fight for the rest of your life and slowly lose your humanity. Actually, I don't know if that's pretty good. We'll, we'll catch up on that with the next book, because Ionis has been... He's the guy on the crusade to fix what's wrong with the reforging. Right. Because Vandis got... Real fucked up by it a long time ago. In fact, Vandis got so fucked up, he introduced time travel into the plot of Age of Sigmar. And Which kinda, was a mistake. Yeah, I kind of rolled that back a little bit. I don't know if that's still canon that he's talking to himself in the future, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, this book. Oh, go no, to, what gonna, you got? I was going to say, there are so there are two Crusades that are happening in the this book. The Twin Tales. The Twin like Tales of the Crusades. Yes. Uh, and we have two of them, and that's actually what we're doing. We are following, the. so there are two story arcs in yes. this book. That are connected. That are connected. Already, this makes more sense as a narrative. Well, <laughs> because there's amazing. two connected things. Yeah. Also, the guy in the last book, the goblin, yes. the rabble rouser, his story was that he woke up Trug. Trug right. is in this book. Why yes. did that story happen first? It, it, total I nonsense. We'll get to the review in the end, but I think that there's actually, I get big sense of uh, what happened during COVID, where we got like half a Lumineth tomb, and then it was in the other book, where it's like, something doesn't feel right with that first book now that we have this book in our hands. This book makes way more sense. This book is what the this other ones all work. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is actually a narrative book. Yeah, this is actually what we really wanted. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're following the two, the twin tales. And they're coming out of Hammerhall, which, as you know, you got the Axe size, which is the fire and the brimstone and the, the Cornite people uh, were there, Corius Cole, that whole thing. That's where a lot of the story of Age of Sigmar has taken place over the last five, six years. And then you have the Gyran side, which is the Sylvanith and the L'Oreal and a lot all of All the Nurgle. life stuff. Yeah, and all the life, life stuff. Water. Uh, Nurgles. Nurgle, you know, Nurgle and Alariel are always fighting yeah. in that area, and they kind of ebb and flow um, in, in that whole space. So this is, I this is a ten, essentially like after the Shudderblight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it says only recently emerged from the nightmare of the Shudderblight. So this book kind of picks up right after the last book, I guess, narratively, but only sometimes because then it also has to jump like in between. <laughs> As yeah. well, yeah. And look, the, t- the timelines are a little uh, wishy-washy here. Yeah, it's a toy game. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes it's We're not just, gonna. They're just right. They're just writing some stuff. I, there's no sacred timeline. Liberators here. can fight 400 men at once. They used to be like a three and a four, <laughs> no rend, one damage. <laughs> it's like okay, I'm not sure that equates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fine. And we're gonna. Oh man, the most egregious example of a model doing a thing in a book that is nonsense right. is in this book. And I can't wait till we get to it. I'm so excited because <laughs> I looked at that and I went and I looked at the war score and I was like, the fuck were they on <laughs> when they thought this happened? Yeah. Like, where's that ability? All right. So, the first the, one we're following. Yes. Is, uh, it's Gyran. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> I was like, let me make sure I'm on the right Fire one. Fire and Fury. Yeah. So, um, let's right? see. No, right? no, actually, no. actually we're, we're in Akshi. Oh, you know why I said uh, Gyran? Because the picture yeah. 
is of Gairan. No, but yeah, we are we are in. We're doing the action stuff yes. first. We're doing and Fire and Fury, and then the Gairan stuff. And then the, the Silver yeah, 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. hey, okay. So, we, we've read this book. I promise. <laughs> Literally earlier today, I read it last night again, and yeah. I was like, oh right, I actually got it out of order. All right, so. Uh, basically, what's happening is they've emptied this crusade out. Um, there's a, <laughs> I like the quote on here from Callus. Uh, he's one of the characters that's in a bunch of the books, Callus and Toll. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not going to be anyone left in the whole damn city. Because, yeah, they just empty it all out. Empty the whole thing out. Um, and it's I, like, impressment officers is what they call the people doing the recruitment. Not recruitment officers, impressment officers. Roaming we the streets. upon you. Yeah, they roam the streets in packs, searching for recruits to join the Dombringer muster. Um, so like a lot of people went, yeah, I'm going to join, you know, whether belief, money, t- you take the coin malice is the thing, which is the little token thing that they gave us like two years ago as objective markers. Yeah. And now I have a set of coin malice. It's kind of cool. Right. Um, so you take that, but then a lot of people were kind of like, well, I'm starving. So sure. I guess so. <clears throat> Three square. And then I think <laughs> a lot of people kind of woke up in the service and they were like, oh, I guess I've joined the military. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. I just thought people were walking to work. Yeah. Turns out I walked right out of the city. But the important part of this is this isn't like cities were run before because the way they were run before is they just slapped some poofy German pants on them and a mm-hmm. weird hat with a plume. And they were like, go out there and fight. I don't know. And nobody had any training. No. And nobody knew what they were doing. Half their swords were broken. There was a monkey with a powder barrel running around out there that was unexplained entirely. Um, now they actually have armor and training. So this is a actual military procession yes. going out. This isn't just like... Crazy people. Well, you may even but say they brought the crazy people. You may even say this is a regiment yes. of some renown. Of a renown, perhaps. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hope I can play that later. Well, actually, you can't play the city's version of this no, no, later, no. but I bet it's coming. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so important note that basically, as soon as this uh, starts, it all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes it's, so wrong that go- the writers don't even worry about telling you why it goes wrong. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, they they got attacked because yeah. of course they did. Because well, it was it was cor- it was uh, Canaanites, right? Mm-hmm. So the Canaanites, uh, so they empty out the city, and immediately, uh, as they start their grand pursuit... Oh, uh, no, I think it was, was it Iron Jaws at first? I don't know. I thought it was, was Canaanites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, the yeah, first yeah. great battle of campaign, the Donners, the Patch of the Vale of Ash. Oh, the first one, um, Cacophony of Raw-Thirded Bellows and Thundering Irons. It's the Blood Punches clan of the Iron Jaws. Oh, okay. Who were invented who specifically to die in a paragraph. Right. And that yeah. was it. Yeah, they got a leader, Grok Law Daripa. A mega boss of truly formidable size, um, and then they just kind of. Murder. Oh, we're talking about that fight. Sorry, I wasn't even thinking about uh, that fight. I was thinking of the fact that as soon as that fight ends, they have to then a chunk of the army then has to leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing that happens is so. Look to here's who's in this. Here's right. the main characters. Okay, you've got uh, the the lady on the giant griffin thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking for her name. It's Mar- it's Marshall Vedra. Was it Talia Vedra? Uh, yeah, Tal- Talia. Yeah, Talia Vedra. Talia and Vedra. Then, uh, Marshall Malcorn. Yes, so he's not a model, assumingly, no. but he's, yeah, just he's a, a dude. Free Marshall. For guy. now. Yeah. <laughs> For right now, he is. Yeah. Uh, hey, guess what? There's a character without a model in the story. Yeah. Whoops. That's probably not going to go well. And then the and then there's Zenestra. And then there's Zenestra. So if you don't know anything about Zenestra, I'm going to take a second here. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen this model, it is a lady being carried on a palaquin with no wheels. That doesn't seem weird until you learn why. Um, she also has a corpse on the palanquin behind her on this thing that is marked in the exact same way as her, dressed the same with scars in the same place across the skull. And everyone's just cool with that. But, like, guys, that's what? 
What's going on here? <laughs> she was there during the Age of Chaos and when they founded the city. And no one goes, you know, that was 6,000 years ago. Maybe this bitch is, uh, something's wrong with her. Uh, like, might be, there might be, there's some questions that maybe need to be answered here. There's all, I mean, Stormcast are technically an undead thing. Yeah. You know, in the same way that, like, a zombie is. So right. is she, that just refuses to die because of her willpower? Like, this is interesting. And I like how kind of, like, sinister weird yeah. it is. It's like, oh, what's going yeah. on with her? Um, so, so they bring her as well, and her whole uh, cultist of the Great Wheel. Ironic name, because they believe the Great Wheel is you die to continue the wheel milling, that whole thing. So essentially their religion is the churning of bodies in war. What other religion are you going to have in this game? That makes sense, obviously. Information uh, tracks. But they're, so they've, they've chosen their religious thing, but then they've added a sub-article of weird-ass quirk. Josh, what is their weird-ass quirk? Uh, they take wheels off of literally everything because they, they find them holy. And you can't put it on the ground. Can't put it on the ground. Which makes carts a problem. And tanks. And tanks. And, and literally, basically, this entire processional. General mobility. <laughs> so, here's kind of what happens, right? Yeah. So, this procession starts out. You've big got, flags and yeah, big flags, everything. And stuff. Yeah. They get harried by some iron jaws. They kill the iron jaws. No big deal. Immediately thereafter, uh, Talia Vedra, who was in, who was originally in charge of all of this thing, is like, "Oh shit, I gotta go back because there's a bunch of people that are harrying the city that we just left." Because hey, guess what? If you empty eighty percent of your city out, uh, all the things that are surrounding the city to fight it are gonna go ahead and then fight it because it's super easy to kill. Yeah. Uh, and so, Mister Marshall Malcorn is now in charge of this processional. Well. <laughs> Kind so he of. thinks. Yeah, so he thinks. He, yeah. Now, technically, he is. Yeah. Like, he is technically in charge. Rules of is written. He Rules is, is written. Charge. He's in charge. He is the general. It just so happens that uh, Mrs. Anestra is the is also a general uh, in because people just start converting. It's like, kind almost of like, instantly. It's kind of like uh, Star Wars where they just make you a general if you just happen to be in the last fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, General Solo, she, why? She counts as a general even if you've chosen another uh, model to be your general in this army. Yes, <laughs> because religious zealotry yes. is a thing that she can do. So, so yeah, so, and the, the important part to mention is Talia also takes all the Stormcast with her. Right. Which really demoralizes the people because guess what? There went all of the, like, the really important fighting force. The, the, <laughs> the, the hammer... <laughs> of this fighting force yes. is now gone. Um, now here's and here's a couple of other like weird quirks as far as the Nestor stuff goes. So we've already talked about the fact that they don't let wheels go on the ground. So they start. So all of her followers start religiously taking wheels and everything off of this procession. You would think that that would slow down the whole processional. It doesn't, because as people get converted, like as people are like trying to basically just being inspired by her, mm. they are now walking. With renewed vigor, almost endless vigor. Oh yeah, and almost an undead, a, a march, march of a march of undeath. Kind yeah. Of? yeah, is she a corpse cart? <laughs> she whips off the she, thing. She's an old man she, with a whip. <laughs> she's a corpse cart uh, with uh, with some skin on top of her. Yeah. <laughs> I hate um, when you get the skin on top of your corpse cart and you got to scrape it off yeah, before you dig it's, in. It's, it's, it's like weird. just cook it right, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of like how we briefly leave that thing. Yeah. Obviously, th this this processional is going to continue to get harried in, in various ways. I hope nothing wacky and whimsical happens to N it. I'm sure nothing wacky and whimsical will happen. Oh, but guess what? Gets uh, are here! <laughs> it's gonna be wacky and whimsical. Yeah. The Gets have arrived, uh, yes. and the Trogoth King has been awoken from his slumber. Yeah. So let's <laughs> Trug is great. Okay. Trug is Look Trug at is the model when you're when you're listening to him because when you're listening to, when you're listening to us talk about him. Because the model sells this story so well. 
Yeah. And I, I love it. Uh, so this is the guy that was woken up. And I think I said in the last show, I was like, I wonder if that's the guy that Rabble Rouser dude woke up. Yep. Yeah, it was. It is. 100%. Yeah. So um, way back in the last story, uh, let's see, the Trogoth King had been hibernating in immense dank holes. So this dude fell asleep thousands of years ago. He slept so long that civilizations rose and fall literally around him. Just hanging out. And then a bunch of wizards guys uh, made a big, like, portal siphoning thing. Um, an altar, and then uh, stuck it on his back. Yeah, they stuck it on his back because they didn't know he was there. It, I, honestly, the way that I was that I sort of envisioned this is that as they were doing this, and kind of how it's described is that like because they're not really sure how it wound up. They were just like, oh yeah, there were guns, wizards, and then they were like, uh, is he part of the mountain? I don't know. Let's build this magical engine. Yeah, why <laughs> and not? And then he was like, oh, I got a thing on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he wakes up and like a magic portal is catching him on fire, and yeah. so he's a little upset. And a goblin is yelling at him, right, to wake up. Which was making so this guy such slept a racket. through all of that. Yeah. The, he slept through the age of chaos, and he slept through uh, the the whole uh, necroquake. He slept the re- the life spell like got him close to waking up. But then this, what actually wakes him up? St- he just sort of stirred a little bit, like he kind of—he yeah. was dozing still. That's what activated the uh, the thing on his back yeah. more. And then the thing that actually woke him up was like a foot and a half of a guy screaming at him, and just banging pots and pans together. I really, uh, I really like that. That Braggett is like the the thing that causes all of this is one idiot wearing a skull, the single most annoying creature, the most insufferable of all grot rabble rousers. That has got to be. Like a high tier. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I, I can't imagine any of them are fun can, if you're not into their thing. Yeah, can you imagine being an S-tier rabble rouser? That's, Just, that's a ju- lot. That's so much so much racket and noise you must be creating at you, any given moment. you got to constantly be raising rabble. Yeah. you got to, like, you gotta, you're got to you on the game all the time. Just, that's what this guy is. So many pans. Just so pans, many pans. Just pans just banging together. I know. I, I never before, he's got, like, a sickle and, like, a club. Yeah. That's a weird choice of weapons. It is. A, it is. Like, it doesn't, yeah. I, I, he's not really there to fight. No, he's there to he's there run to around make, and scream. He's, he's there. To make, he's, he's there to make noise. And of course, the best part about this is that after he makes the noise, he's like, "Oh, I've made a mistake," and immediately leaves. He looks around. He's and He goes, like, "I'm sorry. Book one needs me." Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just, just gone immediately. He just bails. He's like, I, uh, "This guy is up and he's angry, and I've done my job." And so then he just exits stage left in a like a Scooby Doo cartoon. Yeah, fashion. really. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, entire fire slayers hold that is absolutely eradicated because it goes through uh, Trug wakes up he's very mad and he's on fire so understandably he starts going on a rampage um, he goes through Hasgard which is a, a, a fire slayers place yeah um, I guess it was Asgard but now it's Hasgard and uh, he just they, uh, so all the other Trogs follow him because that's kind of how Trogs work when one the biggest one moves the rest of them kind of just follow because they don't that's know what's where going. they gotta go. That's still my favorite story where the people in the city just got out of their way and they walked straight into the ocean, didn't fight anybody because it's like they're not really looking for a fight. They're not orcs. They're not gargans. Yeah, they're just stupid. Yeah, and not, if you get in their way, they'll kill you. Yeah, they're not destruction in the in the sense of they want to destroy everything. They're destruction in the way that things just get destroyed when stuff is in their way. Yeah, yeah, they are they are the most pure form of destruction yeah. because there's no malignance to it. This is not even fun. Yeah, they're just them. they're just the guys that see a wall, they just walk through the wall because they don't know how to go around the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And this time we've made the guy that is another wall hitting right. the walls. And the problem here for uh our intrepid adventurers who are on this wonderful uh excursion is that they are making their way for truce break, which just so happens to also be 
where Trug happens to be going in a straight line. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, so Trug is heading that way um, also because of the thing on his back and I guess his natural connection to magic and stuff. Uh, he's following the primordial patterns of magic that underpins the realm. So we know that the Dawnbringer Crusades tend to try to make their fortresses or their establishments or whatever on these ley line points to have that power. So the, the Trog is basically like, hey, uh, there's a bright line. You know what it is? He turned on a uh, quest assist. Uh, <laughs> so he sees the little line yeah. going and he's just like, I'm going to follow you that gotta line. You got to follow that line. And then, meanwhile, the cities of Sigmar are also doing that in their crusade, and I wonder if they're going to meet and fight. They are, In a game that is entirely about toys me- meeting about and fighting. Meeting fighting, yes. <laughs> yeah. Crazy how that works. So we've set the stage where both of these people are here. We're both forces, I right. guess. And now, we go back over yes. to the other side. We jump back over to Malcorn, who's still leading this hilarious, uh, <sighs> this in- intrepid band of adventurers. And Malcor makes a major mistake. Yeah, so this guy, he was, like, a really good commander, apparently. Right. It says he was a legend in the halls. Uh, he's a hard-living and hard-fighting warrior, a parcher stock. So those would be the ones that are, like, the ac- the native Axians that are, like, you know, real fiery and impassioned and stuff like that. Um, his his uh, driving imperative in matters of strategy was to close with the enemy, shattering their will to fight. So the thing you can't do against a trog. <laughs> you can't close in and shatter its will can't to fight. Can't break their will. It doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, also, it, it doesn't have a will. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, it doesn't care about the fight you're in. It does have a bravery save, though. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's no, no, no. I guess they get. I yeah. always consider the bravery saves for weird things like skeletons, it's they just fall apart because the yeah. magic stops. Yeah, for trogs, it's that they just wander in the wrong direction. Yeah. It's not that they're scared, they just leave. Yeah. But uh, so Malcorn's whole plan, which was, is honestly, when the detail, like his plan, solid plan. Yeah. Sets up the artillery uh, and like all the big guns and stuff on kind of like this rise that's surrounded basically on three sides by geysers. Mm-hmm. Like flame spewing geysers, not going to have a problem. Yes. And then they're just going to rain down fire onto Trug and whatever, and like this merry band of destruction that has been following behind him. Yep. The problem is that Mr. Malcorn gets a little too big for his britches. And he's like, ah, if he would have just stayed back and, you know, kept his 18 inches, <laughs> he would have done great. Yes. But he needs to wet his whistle and have uh, blood on his blade. And so he charges his cavalry forward. And just like in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. When you charge the cavalry forward, even though you have the superior defensive position, shit goes bad. Because uh, what comes in, Zach? Well, uh, the problem that happens, first off, even before this happens, Zanesha is already undermining him. Oh, yes. So, because there's a whole thing where basically, like, this is what we were talking about. They're taking the wheels off of stuff. Um, they're they're all converting. More and more, they're only listening to Zanestra and not him. Mm-hmm. So now he's been sort of disenfranchised. He's lost Talia. He's he's in charge. Like, you get a real good sense of this character guy. Like, this guy is kind of put up against the wall. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I'm losing my troops to her anyway. And I can almost see, like, well, maybe he makes this stand, he rides out, he kills the Trogoth King, then his people will follow him, you know, Zanesher will have to admit that he was right, like, all these kind of things are supposed to happen. Um, uh, the problem is, is that they hit the Trog army, and the Trog army beats the crap out of them. Yeah. Because it's a bunch of Trogs, and yeah. it's not a good fight, and I don't know why they were doing that. So yeah, it talks um, uh, to the doomed souls who found themselves in Trug's path. It seemed as though every mountain worn and stinking fugness den in Akshi had been emptied of grots, and all of them were surging against the great parch of murderous madness in their eyes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's good stuff. Good and stuff. that whole like defensive position they had set up on the geysers. Uh, guess what model doesn't care about uh, height like flaming geysers? Boingrats. But yeah. <laughs> also, I, we completely forgot there was a point in here where a corn army shows up and gets murdered in a sentence. Oh yeah, well that was because yeah. the corn army was a throwaway. <laughs> it's such a throw. So corn literally shows up in this paragraph. The tribes are burning blood on the clotting river. They're naming schemes, guys. Um, and then the Trogoths just eradicate just, them. Just get rid of them. Just yeah. murder them. And um, yeah, the sky doctors they hold brains of man-sized it boulders. Matter. It's just really funny. Uh, the Trogoth king enters the fray, impaling a rampaging Korgrath on his antlers. Boy, Korgrath just really don't get it. You can't even buy him. Can't, this guy's can't, just stabbing him on an antler. Yeah. It, it, it was a throwaway. Yeah, so <laughs> I completely forgot, but I guess we should say for the effort of doing the story, corn <laughs> is in this book technically. There are no rules, no, and if you're not. a corn player, they're, they're not you're not inspired this, to play this not, army. They're not in this book. <laughs> they had to put something don't lie, in there. Don't lie. Don't yeah. lie to the people, Zach. They, could, they, they didn't but know yeah. what else to put in. So... The uh, the battle in uh, in Custer fashion goes terrible. Yes, um, to the point where Malcorn has to summon, uh, like he has to sound the retreat because it has gone uh, to shit so horribly. And the problem is, is they were also we forgot to say they have two cog forts with them on this trip. Cog yeah. forts are giant mechanical walking multiple gun things. We're never going to see a model, but if you did, it would be the size of the table. Right. And it would be like, you know, it's a giant walking gun encampment for a billion cannons and stuff like that. So, pretty good. One of those held off a lot of Marathi's forces for a long-ass time in the Siege of Anvilgard. Boingrass didn't care. These do not do so well. Well, that and the Trogoth King just, like, rips one of their legs off. Yeah. (laughs) And so... Because they talk about, uh, even then, perhaps the ordinance of the cog forts might have stemmed the gloom spite tide. Um, Trug lowered his horn and charged into one, slamming so hard that helpless forms were sent tumbling from his parapets. He hammered the fortress over and over again until it just crumbled. So, like, whoops. That was their big thing. So now they have no Stormcast. They have no whatever the, the gun encampments are. The Boingrats have just jumped over the thing. Like like you said, this has gone all wrong yep. uh, for Malkorn. And his disaster, as it says, his in, his gambit has ended in disaster. So, so he has to retreat to truce break. Yeah, they have to retreat, which means the trogs are still on their way. Yep. And Hasn't stopped the trogs. And now they know where you're going because yep. you ran away. So now you're leading them into this. If they weren't going there originally, Marshall, you are now leading them in there. Yeah. Whew, I sure hope somebody pulls out some absolute deus ex machina nonsense on this one. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Can we just look at this picture, though, on page 18? Like... That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That's Trug and what I assume is Zenestra. Yes. Oh, there. that's Zenestra, yeah. yeah. And then just the and I like the one guy in the very back with the rock over his arms. Because that's exactly how that model is made. Mm-hmm. And so it's like neat. They just drew that exact guy. That's kind of cool. They don't really ever do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so oh my gosh. So Malkern basically has like ten people left in his whole yeah. team. He has a rag he now has a ragtag group of ventures that are still uh kind of hanging out with him. And Zanestra comes to him and is like, hey, listen, you screwed up. This is your fault. Your pride is sin, but even shamed souls have a place in the Great Wheel, a.k.a. here's your sword, go out and die. You're going to die on this to prove a point. You have nothing else to say to it. And so, like, she wins in the end. This Zanestra person is scary. Like, when Terrifying. you read more and more about how she controls a lot of stuff, it's yeah. like, Guys, are we sure Nagash doesn't have a little agent a little, in here little, or something? A little foothold going yeah, on? Yeah, like, what's going on with her? Yeah. So, basically, she gets him and his crew and the flagellants and some stuff, and is like, you have to hold the gates while everyone else runs. Right. You're going to die here. We're, we're going to lose Truce Break. Truce yeah. Break is gone. But so, don't worry. We're going to blow it up first. So, the Trogs don't have it. They don't want it. But they're going to blow it up. Yeah. That'll stop them. And so, that's 
what they do. Malcorn literally turns to a bunch of well-placed gunpowder, uh, and while the Trogs are all there, or, and Trog is fighting, he just turns his pistol on the on the gunpowder and lets loose. Yeah. Blows the whole thing sky high. Uh, fun story, Trog doesn't care. Yeah, um, <laughs> so he's on fire, and now he's more mad. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't work, unfortunately. Um, so, 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 hold on. Cool Let's, scene. Like, yeah, oh, awesome scene. Like, neat scene for, like, the, like, if you're doing, like, this in a movie, in, like, an action movie sequence. Oh, yeah. Or, like, the, that big, that big moment, you're like, oh, fire and the You can the see whole the, thing, the like, music yeah. swelling as he swelling looks to the and powder and puts the one bullet into his gun. Yep. And turns, says fires, a dramatic line. I don't know what it fires, would be. Fires, whole thing blows up and everybody's like, oh, we've done it. We, we've survived. They let us get away. Wait, what's and then, that moving through the smoke? Yeah. And you uh, just see, yeah, Trug emerging from the fire. And it's like, oh, God, no, it hasn't ended yet. Oh. And then you get to the next act. Um, but so. And it's an act of God. It's an act of God. But so what we get now, uh, so I just want to level set for everybody, right? So we've emptied out 80% of, of the city, right? Mm -hmm. Of ha Hammerhall? Yeah, yeah. Hammerhall. Of both sides of Hammerhall. Uh, of both sides of Hammerhall. Two times 80, that's 160%. <laughs> 160% has been emptied out to go found new cities. And one of your outposts in in this realm, in Truce Break, is now gone. Yes. Yeah, if it wasn't going to be gone before, you blew it up super well, yep. too. So... so so you're at best, now, you're now at net at net negative one. Yeah, <laughs> at best, if this works, you've broken even right. on this whole thing. At best, at best, <laughs> um, and that has to mean that you survive long enough to keep this encampment going. Right when it gets there, because it's not like the fighting stops when you put up the force field. Like someone finds a way around the force field. Yeah, you know, as as it is, as it always happens. And so uh, Zenestra now is leading this this merry march. Um, and she leads them into like a, like a series of like ca like a canyon type of area, mm -hmm. um, with the idea of I guess we'll lose them here. Just trying to get out of their way at this point. Yeah. Like they're running, but I mean they can't run fast. They don't have any wheels. They don't have any wheels. Yeah. They took the wheels off. You know, Whoops. would allow you to go faster if you had wheels. Yeah, probably so. Maybe even just four. Just, you know, just on a one thing, and you put everybody you know, on. Honestly, you could go, you could get away with three. You get away with one if you're wacky enough. This it's is true. the age of Sigma. <laughs> I'm not. There should be a KO on a unicycle at some point. There's gonna be. He's gonna have a mustache with like an yeah. extra gun. On this the is all gone. This is all gone really terribly, terribly wrong from the very outset, and like no good decisions were made. Yeah, and so then Zanestra was like, "Well, I guess I gotta." She just rolls up her sleeves, puts her <laughs> arms back on, or whatever. I don't know what she does. So she kind of is like, "Okay." This is going to be the end of this crusade at this point. Trug is not stopping. He's literally on fire. And his entire body is wreathed in flame as if he were some demon of the ancient tales sent to obliterate humanity. Which is funny, because everything is sent to obliterate humanity in this world. Mm -hmm. um, and also, all the Trugists around him are now invincible to the fire as well. So this has not gone well, because if the worst thing to fight, if, if a Trog is a really hard fight, a Trog that is on fire is probably a much more difficult fight. And now they're all on fire. So Zanestra looks at it, and it says that she felt deep in her soul the grinding of the great wheel as it turned through strife, tragedy, and triumph. She rose from her chair, arms spread wise, eyes blazing in the half-light. All eyes went to the matriarch of the great wheel as her body began to glow, and her voice boomed with the force of a hundred cannon salute. The wheel shall ever turn. I was expecting you to do a really silly voice for you. Oh, well, yeah. The wheel shall ever turn. No, we can't do that one. That one's I already know. been used. That's how I've used that one. That's, how, that's all, uh... The wheel shall ever turn. 
Um, anyway, so she gets up and she says the, the action phrase and the camera has zoomed in very dramatically into her. The ashes whipping around behind her. Uh, and then she becomes the middle spoke of a wheel. And uh, Canterbury Tales, the shit out of all these friars with this thing. Yeah. It's my favorite Canterbury Tales is where they fart on the wheel and distribute it evenly. I don't know why. It's just stupid. Um, that's Like four people at home are like, yeah, that is in that book. Yeah, that is in that book. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had a like, whole college class about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I took that. I took a college class on that twice. <laughs> I on, on just the Canterbury Tales? Yeah, because uh, I huh. took one specifically on old European literature and, okay. then an- and Chaucer and stuff like that. And then another class, yeah. uh, they changed halfway through at huh. CSU, and then we did Chaucer. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I my, did this. Yeah, my five thousand level course for my for my English degree was was Chaucer. Oh yeah. So yeah. Well, and the, your English degree has led you here talking about toys and and uh, uh, surprisingly, uh, Chaucer's uh, shitting on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. So. She summons the spirit of Chaucer. Um, so she becomes like the center point of a wheel, and uh, the spokes radiate out. So if you imagine like this giant magic wheel of flame sort of originating a out of flaming her. poo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, and a Sigmarites that touched the flaming poo felt a comforting warmth, but any Gratz and Tragus that stood in the poo path burst into white flames. So, you know. Hot white shit. What a convenient, <laughs> what a convenient spell yeah. that doesn't hurt your friends. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, that's very nice for the people on the ground, because I bet that she didn't know that that was how that was going to work. You know, I, I know that, uh, pretty sure I know that, uh, that feat you can take in D&D. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad she took that. Yeah. I also wonder if she knew that they were going to be fine. Or, mm. or if this is her saving herself and maybe everyone else gets to come along with her. Because I, I don't think she's a good guy. I don't know. I don't know what to think about this Sinestra person. Uh, okay. Something about her this making is, me this go, is, uh, this, is, uh, this is our take on this podcast. Zenestra, something fishy. Something's up. Some, something right up. there. I don't know what it is. But I, I have a hard time believing that that's a, that's a fully Sigmar Stormcast yeah, good the good person. news is, is if you've looked at her rules, you're going to see her on literally every storm or uh, city's army for the most part. Because right. <laughs> it's why not? She's incredibly yeah, she's good, amazing. She can't do this though, but this is still really cool. Um, so basically, they, she just obliterates a lot of Trug's forces. An act um, of God. Yeah, it is literally an act of God. I guess Sigmar was, you know, picked up his phone that time. Uh, not any of the other times, just that time. So uh, she commanded her flagellants to, uh, to charge, and of course now the battle has kind of shifted. The flagellants are all... I mean, I guess if you fight in the name of a god and then you see that god do something, you're kind of validated to go die right then? Because yeah. that's... Sure. This is clearly correct. Right. You know? And then they uh, then they sort of like close the canyon behind them. Because, of course, Trug's not dead, because Trug is a brand new model. So we're not, yeah, gonna, totally we're not killing Trug yet. That plot armor's going to hold yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh, Malcorn didn't, didn't have a model, so Malcorn got to die. Trug got a model... Trug's gonna stick around. <laughs> yes, but they crashed the the uh, canyon behind them enough that his advances stopped to where right. they could get away. Well, and by advance stopped, we mean he kind of like rises up and he's like, "I don't see where loud things are anymore. I guess I'm done." Yeah, I guess I'm kind of like, "All right, well, fine." Uh, and then there's a couple of pages where they kind of talk about Akshi um, and the the general stuff about that. Hey, guess what? I know a lot about this. However, I want to point something out to you, Josh. Go for it. Open up this Akshi map, okay? Yep. I know where my city is. Look in the top left, right underneath the little little clasp thing there. Oh, you mean the part that says guard? Yeah, but look to where the next to it. Uh huh. And they the- left Anvilgard on the map. Well, those motherfuckers. Did they-, they knew <laughs> that I was going to look at this and see that and go, oh, 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 wait a minute. This is an old map. <laughs> now, question, because this it's mostly faded out. <laughs> so, well, yes. <laughs> as it is. Yeah. So, 
is it really Anvil Guard or is it like the last vestiges of an Anvil Guard? You know what it actually because it's been is? Faded out. It's absolutely just a mistake because yeah, the know, previous 100%. book had it listed as Harkaron. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just really funny that that would be the mistake. And of course, I know the map of Axie so well, I immediately go look to see that little spot where Anvil Guard is because that's where your Soulbound campaign took place. Yeah. It was right around that area. Yeah. Just, just how dare you? Just yeah. taunting me in a book about cities with that stuff. Tell you what, though. It's a cool map. It is a cool map. And then we uh, we get some stuff about Tragus, but we already told you about him. Indeed. Talking about who he is and uh, the more about the people putting the stuff on his back, kind of who they were yeah. culture-wise and stuff. But the important part is they're all dead and that thing's still here, so neat. They did their job, I guess. Yeah. And then we get to the other half of this wonderful uh, twin crusade. We yeah. get the, the Gyronite crusade. They are. You know what I was just thinking? Was that we hit a quick break because we had three commercials and we were only going to take one break. Okay, fine. So we take a quick break here, put a commercial in. And then we'll and do the Gyro Knights. Come in and do the Gyro Knights side. Love it. And the commercial what in a, some rules what, We're making plans as we go along. Hey! Just like, the, just like these we'll crusades. We'll do it live. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to go take the wheels off the recording software, uh, and we'll be right back, guys. Are you still bringing gray plastic to the table game after game? Do you have a big tournament coming up, but your army is barely glued together? Don't worry. Llama Juice Painting is here to help. Free your minis from their drag gray existence and let Justin bring them to life. Whether you're looking for a single centerpiece to bring your collection together or more battle line options, Llama Juice Painting is your best source for finely painted commission work. Check out some of Justin's work on facebook.com slash llama juice painting and get your quote today. And welcome back. We're talking about the Gyronate Crusade now, which is like the one you just heard about, except significantly more soggy. Because it's raining all the time. That in is fact, it. there was a rain war <laughs> in this whole thing. It's true. We went from it raining fire to mm -hmm. now it raining rain. Just rain rain. Yeah. yeah and so filth. And filth. Well. Because it talks a little bit, if you remember the last episode, we had the super exciting story of two rainstorms fighting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so now... <laughs> I love it when my it weather so patterns clash. It's so stupid. Um, so now this is this is talking about like that, um, but the, the the rains are mitigated. They're not right. as much of a part of the story as they were in the last one. Um, they, now it's actually the problem is like actual rain, rusting all your stuff, ruining your guns, like literally all the problems you would have if you had fought in a country where it was raining all the time and kind of... Oh, we did that. We're Americans. Well, anyway, so their guns are getting wet and all the things are not working. Hey, look, it's a war in another place that's doing really poorly because we didn't understand the topography very well. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Identify with this book. <laughs> uh, so they're, um, and not only that, they're in a jungle that's like the Amazon jungle, but uh, Jeff Bezos just straight up bites you and sucks your blood. Yeah. Because it is, uh, it's full of insects. It's full of, like, plants that eat you uh sylvaneths still just kill humans yeah. sometimes so so sidebar on this uh we can all admit like on this podcast we've been on top of this but alario's whole like freaking life swarm business was a terrible decision yeah but then we it, have to say teclis was right so i don't know where i want to stand on this <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like, I, I, my like, vote's the gash yeah it's just been like Every, like, it comes up every time where it's like, yeah, Laurel did, like, her, she released all, like, the life and the overgrowth and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we did such, she, was, she did that thing. And every time we bring it up, it's like, wow, what a terrible decision. Yeah, it stopped the Necroquake, which tamped back the undead, but didn't really stop Didn't really them. stop them. Um, and it allowed Teclis to beat Nagash, but if she hadn't have done that, 
I guess we just would have lost Teclas and the Lumineth. That doesn't seem like much of a loss, gash, really. Which, yeah. And even then, would we have, like, I don't know. That yeah. seems like one of those things where they lose a city. How come, hold on, how come would other, other cultures get attacked? They don't lose their cities. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then they have, of course, the other part of this, which we'll get into because it, Nurgle shows up, because Nurgle shows up. That's yeah. what they do. Uh, it's, a, it's a life area. Nurgle's going to show up. Every time you wash away the deluge of Nurgle, uh, that water's got to go somewhere, which is to say it goes nowhere. Right. Because it just sits, because that's how water, that's what water does. Yes. Which means it's just going to create more festering plague mm -hmm. because that's stagnant water. That's where the mosquitoes come from. I'm feeling like Alariel doesn't understand how nature works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like, Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> and, well, and and the thing is, it's like it's an overcorrection because Nagash being death is the opposite of her. Even though Nurgle is kind of the opposite of her, I guess death. Nurgle hates death just as much. He hates right. Nagash also. Yeah. So I kind of feel like, well, he might have eventually fought Nagash off. Yeah. At this some is point. the this is like the the fun like triple threat match in a, in a wrestling ring where yeah. it's like we got Nagash in one corner. And then we got Nurgle and Alariel in the other uh, two corner, and they're all like fighting each other. But it's like, well, really, if you looked at it from the outside, you would go, "Oh, like Nurgle and Alariel should team up against Nagash." But really, like Nurgle and the Alariel hate each other enough that Nagash is just like deuces, yo. Yeah, Nagash is like <laughs> everyone hates me. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, I miss Nagash. Nah, he was a good guy. He'll be back we, eventually. Nagash back. Yeah, he'll, he's kind of come back. He's not going to be in this story because yeah. he kind of... Yeah, he's, he's got come, come on back, Bone Daddy. He's not in this story because he doesn't have a stupid plan that the Skaven are going to screw up from page one. <laughs> so he's not in this story somewhere. Yeah. Um, so the, the only, the only thing that can screw up Nagash's plans, He-Man? <laughs> <laughs> Nagash is, is always ruined by two things. Manfred and rats. <laughs> and like he employs one of them. <laughs> you think he could get rid of the... I don't know. It's, it's the only... It's his Look. worst employee. He keeps him around. <laughs> Uh, so in this story, we uh, we have some named characters from way back in the day. Not as old as Nick, as Manfred and Nagash. They've been around forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so in uh, so in leading this force is uh, what's his name? Thorian, I believe. Marshal Asilia Thorian. Um, yeah, I don't know. And she's a uh, yeah. She, she once again uh, does not have here's, a model. Here's, a, here's another modeled character that's probably gonna die. Yeah, but also like it's a lady marshal, no. and they didn't give us a female version of the marshal kit, which so, tells you everything I you need to know about whether uh, her yeah. name matters <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. So, but she does have. Uh, but they they look they call out model names so you can buy them to make this happen. Yes. Well, the Wilder Corpse available now in a two pack with the Gargan or the Gorger thing. Only forty nine ninety nine. Yes. Oh, oh, you wish. Uh, <laughs> for three of them. Uh, and then the Jade Battle Mages, which is cool, because guess what? They also figured out that we've been in Gyran, or uh, or we've been in Gur. No, wait, is it Gur? Yeah, it's the Gur Mage, I think, that just is a plus one yeah. on his War Scroll, so it's like, just bring that guy, because we're always in Gur, because the pitch battle profile says we're in Gur. That's a really silly little thing that's just been to it. It can't do it anymore, but it was really funny. Um, so she's got a bunch of mages to kind of help wait off all the magic stuff. She's got, of course, the usual accompaniment of guns and that kind of thing. Um, it says that, like... They, the whole reason that they're going to succeed over Akshi is that they don't necessarily have the guns, the, as many guns, and as many cannons, they have cog forts, because you can't get a cog fort through a jungle. Right. Also, long rifles in a jungle, not as effective. What they do have is everyone. Yeah. They just have <laughs> all of them. They're just, like, so when we said, like, they emptied, like, 80% of the city out into, like, these two forces, what we neglected to tell you is that actually... It was 79% was going in this one expeditionary force, yeah. and then... <laughs> it was just like Zenestra who they're like she's fucking crazy so we'll send her with the other one <laughs> so 
The strength of the Garanite Venture lay in its almost inexhaustible manpower, for the so-called Garden City of Hammerhall Gyra could recruit new soldiers from the populace that multiplied with fecund rapidity. What a weird way to say they fuck. Yeah, they like, get they get they get down and busy. These guys, this is that scene in the Matrix where they have Zion <laughs> and it's just a giant orgy pit. This mm. is like every day apparently in Gyran. Also, can we talk about like how if their inexhaustible manpower, how long is this expedition? If people are having yeah. kids and then those kids are then becoming Did part the kids of the grow up and then fight <laughs> in the workforce. I started like, this cruise. I mean, honestly, that is kind of a parallel to like yeah. fighting in your dad's crusade. Your grandfather fought in the last one. Like it's the children's crusade. We're sending the kids <laughs> and everyone that fought in the previous crusades. Yeah, so they're definitely they're making popping out babies on the way and just slap a little Hamlet on them. <laughs> Gyran babies can walk at the age of one. The 1400s are dark. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's a little less dark when you include fantasy monster demon stuff because it you know Is takes it? away from the reality of what actually <laughs> happened where we sent 10-year-olds to die for religious reasons. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> as we speak to most of our European audience who knows nothing about that, I'm sure, about you know <laughs> medieval warfare and all that. Yeah, they weren't a part of that. We had cowboys. That was, our, did. That was our medieval warfare. That's my favorite thing about uh, you know that cowboys, samurais, and uh, pirates were all in existence at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. And that's why the, those are the three best Lego sets. <laughs> <laughs> they make the most sense. Uh, uh, so, anyway. so Thorian, uh, he's got, uh, he does have some redeemed in here, um, which are uh, Hallowed Knights. It's Stormcast Chamber, by the way. Uh, and he's got Knight Vendor Tornus. Tornus the Redeemed used to be a Blight King. I think he was a Blight King. He was a Nurgle guy. And uh, long story short, he fought, um, I believe he fought the Celestine Prime, or was it Sigmar himself? No, I think it was the Celestine Prime at that point, who had Galmaraz. So instead of killing him, he was like, bonk, and he knocked the chaos out of him, and he got reforged as uh, one of the guys with the wings and the, the arrows that you used to see, Birdman, that I used oh, to yeah, play yeah. almost every time. I actually would call him Tornus, because I painted him like this. Night Venator? Uh, yeah. 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 That's the one with the... The wings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You've seen him yeah. on, the, on the table. Um, oh, look at me doing a pull. Yeah, <laughs> of, good of job. A, of a Stormcast name. Wow, I won't even again. mention that I had said it in the previous sentence. Oh, because I was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain like gave it back to you yeah. and didn't even tell didn't you. Didn't even tell me. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool for old school fans. He was he's an old Stormcast character. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting story because when you read, I've read a book from his perspective, and it is interesting because like he remembers a lot of the Nurgle stuff uh, enough to like know what he did yeah. and also feel bad about it. But he, so he's not a fan of Nurgle. So when they hit Nurgle in this, it's like, well, this is only going to go one way. Tornus does not play when he encounters Nurgle stuff. So we knew that when Nurgle shows up, it's kind of like Corn in the previous story, except Nurgle gets like two and a half paragraphs. Corn mm-hmm. got three sentences, which is just hilarious. It's like, Corn showed up, and they're gone. Nurgle shows up, and it does a little bit of fighting. Um, There's some rot flies. Yeah, they've got a, a, the best one of the best uh, names for a great unclean one, which is... I'm going to try it. Florplax. Hold on. Let's say it again. Florplax. Does that sound right? Sure. Florplax. Yeah, I think yeah. you need to sound, I, make it goopier. Florplax. There you go. I'm trying to like burp in it. Yeah, but, you got to. Yeah. It needs to have like the. You need a little, bit of, a little bit of flim. Yeah. One of the humors needs to be off for that mm-hmm. one to really work. Yeah. You need, yeah. need more black bile. Yeah, you got to get more black bile. That's my favorite bile. Um, so they fight Nurgle. They shoot Nurgle to death. Uh, they talk about how like. Yeah, there's a lot of prosecutors. There's the wing guys there, which is kind of funny because, like, man, they're going to have a hard time getting those models around all those trees because they're just sticking out all over the place. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, those are the ones you never see me play in all of my Stormcast collection, are the bird people. Because when you have more than three of them on the table, and you bump the table, they all fall over. And they're just silly. So, they beat Nurgle, and they're like, yeah, that was okay. We're doing okay. <laughs> Neat. This is almost what optimism feels like. Flips page. <laughs> and then... <laughs> so then they get out of the fins. They, they're kind of like onto <clears throat> a bigger, more open area. Um... What's bearing down on them mm. <laughs> that we were introduced to in a free PDF that didn't <laughs> quite understand the scope of what this was going to be yet? Right. Uh, it turns out that, uh, you know, there's these things called Gorgruntas, right? Uh, but in fact, there happens to be a larger cousin of the Gorgrunta called the Mogrunta. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, there's a big old pack of them with some, uh, with some fancy Iron Jaws boys uh, riding on top of them uh, who are also accompanied by some even bigger monsters because that's because there's just a whole rowdy party getting together to come right down the teeth of this thing. And it's led by Krazog Hornsplitter. Was he the one that invented the way to catch them from the previous book? I believe so, yes. I, I feel like he was. So this is like the OG guy riding the pig. This is like the, the actual tribe yeah. that figured this out, which makes sense because it's the regiment you can play as. Um, and yeah, so they're, they're just coming up like behind or um, is it like behind or whatever? I don't know. They're picking a direction and just running in to this uh, expedition force so fast that, like, the scouts are dead, so nobody's able to alert the next part of the group right. that these things are going. There must have been a Momentum 6 originally. Yeah. They, they've never... Just like, they've just, been rolling going. straight threes yeah. on every D3. Well, and, of and, of course, with the you know with, with this particular brand of Iron Jaws, they're just like, oh, we see metal-clad Humies. Time to fight! Time <laughs> to fight them, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they and each one of those things is, like, several tons of pig just mass so they're just they're smashing through and thorian is like and bashing through yeah well actually no they're not because they can't do that, no, they, can't do that. <laughs> they can only smash and or bash or only or bash um so like they realize uh oh we're gonna get absolutely obliterated unless we can somehow break this charge so they get the steam tanks and they kind of form the you know the circle the wagons sort of thing um and they let's say they shatter things uh, cannons are twisted in turn from their moorings when these things hit. Like, when the things hit the the walls, and it says that there's even several Mogrunters that have raced ahead of the main stampede, struck them at full force. It doesn't work. Their plan doesn't work. They're just flinging people all over the place. Um, uh, it ran, the main guy rampages, or not the main guy, just one of them rampages through an entire company of Fusiliers, like a haywire harvesting machine careening through a field of crops. What an image! <laughs> just, 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 just whipping around everywhere, yeah. just grabbing crop. Just, and having, ah, this is all mine now. <laughs> having worked in an area where I was around large agricultural equipment, those things are terrifying. Threshers are horrifying. Yeah. There's a reason that horror movies use that shit. Yeah, yeah. Murders take place on farms because farm implements are all murder implements. It's just hooks and chains and knives and stuff. So yeah, that's terrifying. So these Dawnbringers are not doing well. No. Uh, and Thorian is like, well, we're not going to be able to actually stop them. What if we sort of just made a tunnel? Because <laughs> they don't seem to be able to change directions. Correct. And so they kind of just open up the, fl the, the middle of the area and sort of form a shield wall on either side. Careful not to shoot directly across the shield wall, because that's, that's my favorite part in the movie, where there's a guy and there's like five guys around him pointing guns at him. And it's like, well, if one of you misses, you've just killed the guy on the opposite side of this yeah. guy. This is not how guns should be pointed. Yeah. Um, so it, they do that. Yeah, it's almost like they've operated like a little pinball machine. Yeah, <laughs> they've just gone. We're just gonna guide the ball somewhere in this general vicinity <laughs> yeah. and hope that it doesn't destroy the side. The short stick is the people that have to be the flippers in that <laughs> scenario. <laughs> just like throw your body out to kind of divert yeah. the pig a little bit. 
Um, yeah, so the problem, and, and Tusk Boss, uh, Hornsplitter saw it, and he's like, hey, we gotta do these things. We gotta go, pig. And the pig's like, nah, I'm pigging. I'm pigging. I'm doing pig stuff. And so it just continues to run forward, which means the rest of them are now also not paying attention. So, like, the whole charge doesn't really quite work anymore. Yeah. Um, and the riders are no longer able to control the pigs because they're just shooting the armor on the pigs. It's not hurting them, but it's so loud. The pigs are frustrated and angry and disoriented. So they kind of just turn the orcs on themselves. Which is more, which is to say they're more frustrated and disoriented than they already were. Yes. And yeah. Tornus and his prosecutors, the winged guys, canonically in the lore are very, very fast. Faster than these pigs. Um, not if you put them on the table, I think. Mm-hmm. But like, and they're also big, shining stormcats. Orcs love to fight stormcats because that's a proper fight. These yeah. little umis are just sort of flying. This is like kindling, just smashing through it. So Tornus takes his guys who are all very shiny and they wiggle their keys in front of the orcs <laughs> to the pigs. Come on, come on, come on. And then they run away. And yeah. so the orcs are chasing them while getting shot because the pigs see that and they're leaving with it. So they kind of don't win this fight. They sort of just avoid it being any worse than it could be. It's smartly. It's a It's a draw. Yeah. I think. Well, at this part, for the city's part, it's a draw. Yeah. It's going to get a little worse later on. But it's like, right now, they Just kind of do okay. And so yeah. Thorian's like, okay, guys, we got to get out of this field. I'm imagining the scene in Jurassic Park with the Gallimimus, where they're out in the big open field, and then you've got the, the T-Rex, and now they're like, we need to not be in the field. Yeah, we, we need, need to, to be get into the woods. Into the trees. Yeah, there can't be any possible reason we shouldn't just run into this thicket of woods over here <laughs> called the Grimbark Forest. It's like they looked at a creepy sign with skulls hanging off of it, and they were like, yeah, hide that's here. safe. Let's hide there. <laughs> shouldn't we take look? The Pleasant Valley Retirement Homes. Nope, nope, Grimdark Forest. Grimdark Forest. Uh, so they head into the Grimbark because they're afraid of the orcs. Yes. Then we flip the page. But before we get back to the Grimbark, we got to hear about something else. Got to hear about King Broad. Yeah. King Broad's in this story as well. I know. All my toys showed up. I'm yeah. really happy for this one. But Zach, did you did you write the story? I wish. This is like No, because a- I wouldn't have put Amalgar on the map. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I had written it, it would have been a lot more Stormcat. I would have uh, just dropped names. I would have had everybody in. The yeah. Gash would have showed up halfway through the fight. <laughs> yeah, it, have, it would not again. have been a good narrative, but right. it would have been really silly. Yeah. So... What's, what's King brought up to? I mean, he's angry. Sigmar killed his dad god, um, and Broad doesn't know the dad god, Bahamut, the actual one, was corrupted by Archeon and Chaos and was not, he was in immense pain, corrupted, and was about to be mind-controlled. Right. So Sigmar did the best thing he could and didn't want to do it. None of that has ever been translated to the Gargans properly. Yeah. And they hate the Stormcast. And they hate they're the cities of Sigmar. Big mad about they're, that. They're the most mad they can be about those two kind of things. Yeah. So, uh, King Broad's like, I'm going to go fight him. Yeah. <laughs> he does the Gargan <laughs> thing where he's like, well, time to fight. Yeah, time to fight him. It's like, I see some Humies and I see some Stormcast and I'm going to go fight them. Yeah, and he sees the Hallowed Knights, which was the chamber that was there. Yeah. So he's even more pissed now because he's like, it's those actual guys, I think, I don't know, Gargans, you know. He's smart enough to be like, that's the same color as the ones I was fighting. That's not the gold ones or the black ones or the blue ones. I am tactically deciding I'm going to fight these things. Yes. And And then... I'm getting all my friends together. (laughs) We're going to go over there and just mess it up. And then, uh, coming out of of left field, uh, the the pigs show up. (laughs) The pigs are like, I'm going to fight King Broad because... (laughs) <laughs> Why not? Those are big old gargants. I'm gonna fight them, and then and then another Iron Jaw shows up and goes, "Wait a second, hold on." <laughs> this does kind of feel like everybody was like right behind a divider and they couldn't see them, yeah. and then they all show up to the same fight. Yeah. And they're like, "Wait a second, hold on, hold on." Yeah. If so we, if you wait, we'll all get to go fight the Stormcast. 
Yeah. 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 Does that yeah. sound good? Yeah, with those are the guys, guys we really hate. Really, yeah. King Broad's like, yes, we're gonna go fight them. Uh, Freaking the the Maw Grunters are like, yeah, we're gonna do that. Maw Grunt Riders, and then uh, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, the dude who's got the little squeak that he beats the hammer on. Oh, Anvil Splitter. Yeah, Anvil yeah, Splitter, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he, he's, he's the other uh, orc that's there. I like that out. guy. Yeah. I just, <laughs> that's a cool guy. <laughs> he's cool dudes. Um, so <laughs> it's just a bunch of cool dudes hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, so, yeah, he's he's gathering a stomp, which is a wog, but when a gargant leads it, basically. Right. Um, and they're just burning through these frontier defense forts and stuff like that. Just Basically, they're just pack-manning their way to Fort Gardas. Fort Gardas is named after Gardas Steelsoul, who I guarantee you hates the fact that it's named after him because he's one of those absolutely pious like i don't want to be in don't put me on the poster don't i'm just doing my job so of course they name the whole thing after him right uh, so i'm sure he really does not like that and i'm sure there's nothing that could possibly go wrong yeah right well gardas <laughs> is one of those stormcast that tends to just kill himself trying to do stuff a lot so <laughs> when i saw his name in here and i was like eh. and remember when we talked about the last book i mentioned that there was a Gardas model in the fight in one of the pictures, and I was like, that's weird, because they don't usually put a named character in there as another character. It was actually Gardas. Hmm. So Gardas, he's aware that uh, this is happening. Uh, he, he knows that like people, that test, a test of faith is growing near. Um, because like you know, some people are actually making it, of running away from these encampments and stuff, so they have a warning uh, that they're coming. And... Kind of a cool thing. Uh, some some KO show up. Yeah, they and were just name dropping some KO like ports. Yeah, for and, reasons. <laughs> and so he knows that he Gardas actually left uh, fought with Barak Zilfin. Yeah, yeah. Barak Zilfin before, uh, but he hadn't seen them on foot. So he was kind of like, "What happened What's to your boats? Guys? What's going on here?" <laughs> Turns out, a spoiler: one of the factions in here is also like, "What happened to your boats?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so they basically were like, hey, um, they were fighting the mercenaries for the nearby strong point. Um, for, for, so they're fighting for the good guys, basically. Yeah. Um, and then Gargans came up and just burned through them and knocked everything over and uh, had brought down their flagship by hurling the cast iron spire of a chapel through its bow. Cool image. Nice. Yeah, so like, they don't have any big ships anymore. Convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've, on one side, now we've now kind of set the stage a little bit more. On right. one side, we've got Gardas. And the Stormcast at Fort Gardas, and we have the uh, Carriage Overlords, the Grunstock Thunderers. Essentially, it's probably just a bunch of Thunderers. Right. And a couple of Fart Doctor guys behind them to give them rent. Um, and then on the other side, we have King Broad. King Broad, and we have Hornsplitter. Um, and and everybody Smasher. And Evil Smasher. And everybody's just following them. The, just the hordes of stuff yeah. following them, kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do like the part where they're like basically trying to fight the Gargans. The Gargans are like, nah, dog. <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We're all gonna get together and have a nice bit, and we're gonna have a nice rabble, rabbling rouse. Yeah, King Broad like yells, and then he's like, "Never mind, sorry," because <laughs> King Broad is a priest, so he's got some sort of power. He can't make a giant wagon wheel. Although I'd like to see him and Zanestra fight because they're both big priests of their particular thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, <laughs> Zogrok Anvil Smasher and his Ard Boys come marching forth. Yeah, because we gotta get all the models in. We gotta get all the new models in. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get all the new models. All the toys on the table. Yeah, all the toys on the table. So, we jump back to the Grimbark. Yeah, how are things going for them? What's Terrible! This? Oh, that- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As they've moved into the forest, guess what? Uh, people just start disappearing on the edges. Yeah, so this is more than it was even happening to begin with. Yeah. They're, they're losing people left and right. Like the, It seems like the trees themselves are animating to kill them. And just murdering things. Because the trees themselves are animating to kill them. <laughs> Indeed. Quite- 
Yeah, yeah, because there happens to be like one particular uh, Sylvaneth model that really doesn't like anything other than other Sylvaneth. No, she doesn't even like half the Sylvaneth. Yeah. She likes the spite revenants and them, and like the, the ghosty people. We're, of course, talking about the B-mech herself, Drycha. Yes. Yeah, because she, uh, so they encounter her particular gathering yeah. of Sylvaneth when they're going through there. Well, and, and so, and slight backup on this. So part of the reason that they are as agi- like the Sylvaneth are as agitated as they are is because King Broad had stomped through in his in his stomping and his making his way to the other outpost yeah. that needs to be talked about and then destroyed in this in this novel. Um, they stomped through like a life pool type of thing, and, and they crush soul pods. Yeah, they crush which soul is pods. how Sylvaneth come back. So right. that's and if you kill a soul pod, you lose all the memories of ancestral what that Sylvaneth did. So it's a big loss. It's a huge loss for Sylvaneth, and so they're super agitated. And then they're like, okay, well, it, clearly it was this easy. It was these humans that have wandered into our forest that have crushed this soul pod. What a great allegory for a nest of bees yeah. from the lady that shoots bees. Just the bees don't care. Kick. Yeah, kick the hive. And also, because the, however they are intelligent, and they and they, they know Gargan smash their stuff, and then they see humans significantly smaller, and they go, those must be the same guys. I don't think that Sylvanath understand forced perspective. <laughs> they actually don't know how landscape is. I don't like think they like know how landscape, 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 landscape like, 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 a, like a horizon line. I don't think they understand that. <laughs> the nature people don't understand horizon lines. Yeah, like the original Power Rangers would have fucked them up. <laughs> Like, because it's, oh, God, that thing's huge. No, it's just close to the camera. Close to the yeah, because they just go after the, the Dawnbringers, yeah. and they're like, what the hell? We're allies to you all. Yeah. Like, what's going on? So uh, then, but then <laughs> keep, more toys have to show more, up. <laughs> more toys have to show up. Um, because what is it? Then uh, uh, the trees parted, I believe it is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, I'm looking for the, the name the of the, the name yeah, of here it is. The, no, it's, the, it's the last paragraph on 31. Uh, the Sylvaneth of the Oakenbro. Oh yes, Queen of the. Uh, oh yes, the Sylvaneth of the Oaken of the Oakenbro, most favored of all the ever queen's glades, and drifting at their head, carried along by rolling loops of vines, was a fey <laughs> piper clad in a robe of glistening leaves. So can you imagine this? So you're getting eaten by a bunch of trees. Yes. Right. As and then all of a sudden the trees part. And a Pied Piper comes out. <laughs> a big mystical elf thing <laughs> big with mystical. a huge pie and, floats in on and vines. And then goes, this is not the fight you were looking for, as it turns to the other to the other trees and goes, we all have to defend ourselves against King Broad and his stomp. And they go, okay, but also you've already eaten some of us. Yeah. And they go... Oops! <laughs> yeah, can we have those guys back? Yeah. Can we have the no? No, they're 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 dead, and they're a part of the wheel now. <laughs> also, we're assuming the Dawnbringers even understand this conversation because it's probably just harmonic notes and like the sound of bugs and, and just like just rustling leaves. So you're watching now. You're assuming that these two things are deciding which one of them gets to eat you. Right at this point, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? What is happening? Can you imagine though? Like this, I love the image of this whole. The glade rolls in, carried off by rolling loops of vines, and it's just a sloppity bob piper just, <laughs> <laughs> just farting yeah. his way through. The better musician of the two, let's so, be honest. Yeah. So basically the last two pages have been, okay, we got all the destruction uh, uh, toys together. Now we've got all got the, a bunch of order. the order toys together, yep. and now we're going to fight them. Yeah. Yeah, they really do have, like, 
uh, the chunk of the kind of the original uh, like Order Alliance stuff you would see a lot of in like the narrative stories. So yeah. it's usually like KO cities, Stormcast, Silver. It would just be like you know? yeah, a mixture of and then some over, stuff. You get some Ibnet sometimes and some other stuff. But like yeah, when you're, kind when, of you're, the when you're near the when you're near the water. Yeah. <laughs> well, they bring the water to you. Yeah. Now beach vacation comes with the Ibnet. <laughs> Just you lose your soul afterwards, so it is, you know, spring break. So, they're, so here we go. They're in their fight now, right? We've all met up at this other outpost piece. And, of course, this one has to fall as well because that's them's the rules. Them's right? the rules of the book. <laughs> them's the rules of the book. <laughs> We're breaking stuff. Too many gargants. One of them's going to roll a two up and smash that terrain piece. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. Something's got to get destroyed. Uh, so how does this, because for the most part, this is now discussing how all of this is, who's fighting who and how this is all falling apart. But what is the end of this? Like, what is the last moment of this of this large fight here, well, Zach? Well, I want I want to back it back for one quick second. I do like the fact that Gardas was like, "Oh crap, the Gargans have tactics." Uh oh, <laughs> okay, and that's yeah. the reason they lose because right. they kind of just assume their force fields are going to hold because they always have. But the Gargans have tactics. They know how to use the boulders to hit weak points. So like they're like raptors. They're learning how to test <laughs> these stuff. So that's really what happens. Is like crap. They're doing that. But the force field holds just long enough that King Broad is like, you know what? Let's start stomping. And so he starts stomping, and everybody starts stomping with him, and they create the magical energy to break the force field and just go straight into the gate, which is a problem for everybody involved. Because now once the Gargants are in your house, that's it. Yeah. You're not getting them out of the fort unless you collapse the fort around them, and that rarely works half the time. Uh, so yeah, Tuskboss smashes through the gate. I guess he had been, he'd been doing what we <laughs> talked about for four turns, just running in circles just to running get the circle, momentum hey. up. He comes in with a momentum six, smashes through the gate. Everybody starts going in. The Stormcast and everyone's firing down. Hey, look at this cool picture on uh, page 32 and 33. You see those models in the bottom right? The cool, like, cape guys with the swords and shields yeah. and stuff? Yeah, those are vigilers. They're really neat models. You'll ne you never see You'll them. You'll never see them. No. They're neat, though. I really like them. Yeah. They're, just, they're not what you play with. Uh, but I like that they're in the pictures, so you can go, oh, those are kind of cool looking. And there's also, like, a Knight Relictor? Yeah, nobody plays that. Oh, that's the reason why. Their list is bad. That's why they lost. <laughs> they got a Knight Relictor over there. He stops Resurrection. What's he going to do against Orcs? Absolutely nothing. I don't know. So, Fate of Fort Gardas, the cost of duty is the name of the, the thing. There's a giant picture on this right side of, you know, Gardas jumping down into a giant, King literally into King Broad's mouth. And, yeah, that's what's going to happen. So they so, can't repel the Gargans. Right. And once Broad's inside... That's Fort, it. Fort Gardas falls. So does Gardas Steel Soul, who is dies, and then it's you assume reforged. Hey, he's gonna be reforged. Yeah, that's point. what happens. Um, I bet that's gonna be a story point, probably, because he's a main character. Knowing what we know about the next edition so far, I feel like that's yeah. gonna come back. But yeah, so uh, just to re all right, we're gonna level set again. Uh, so we've emptied out most of the city. We had two expeditionary forces. We lost both outposts that they were moving to. And yet we still kind of have both expeditionary forces. We have chunks of them. Yeah, chunks of them. So we're at minus two. Yes. <laughs> well, that's about right statistically, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so far this is not going great yeah, uh, for, for anybody. Uh, yeah, for the... Well, the Gargans... I mean, Broad is hurt, but he's not dead. Yeah. So, you know, that's fine. Because well, he just came out. Yeah, he's, he's still <laughs> a little too new. Yeah. He might maybe next year. All right. Maybe next year he'll... No, he's not going to die. No. Uh, he's too expensive. He's <laughs> a very expensive bottle. Um, I gotta say, the uh, you know these expeditions, I don't think they're particularly successful. They don't seem only, to be. And not only they're not successful, they're downright terrible, considering that I think in both instances, they caused the fall of two other outposts to happen. 
Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I guess I guess it could be argued that the maybe not the trug thing necessarily because it seems like they kind of led him along. He was just following them. Uh-huh. But it could be I could see like I think that Fort Gardas was going to fall no matter what. I mean, Broad had a vengeance against that. Mm. So I think the Dawnbringers being there was just like, oh, this is really bad timing. <laughs> we showed up, but the house is already on fire. Right, right, right. You know, I, I think the other one did lead Trug mm. along the lines, the way it, it sounds like to me. So that's the two main stories yeah. of this thing. But you know what's really cool? What's that? There's a little, like, collection on uh, page 42 and 43 that just kind of catch you up with, like, the rest of what's happening. Yeah, what's what? happening in the rest of... Uh, what's... <laughs> What's happening in the rest of the yeah. of the Age of Sigmar? Uh, around the world. Yes. Yeah. Or realms or spinning discs on turtles, whatever. Uh, and we're skipping over the parts where it talks about the the or our boy. It gives you the unit descriptions. That's in the orc thing that we talked about. Yep. So now it's cooler. I like a picture. I like this picture. You know why I like this picture? Because they're stabbing. Actually, it, I, I want to say that they're stabbing the daughters of Kamo. What it looks like is that that Rekka guy there is like he's just revealed some sort of horrible secret to that daughter, and she's kind of like taken back. She's like, oh, oh, really? Like he just leaned in. He's like, hey, your daddy let you date. <laughs> he's like, oh, she's thrown off. Just very confused. Actually, considering what those guys are, he probably leaned in and went, oh, <laughs> just made noise. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we got wet fart sounds. We get <laughs> Sloppity Bob Piper's greatest hits collection. <laughs> Uh, so we got a little quick recap of a bunch of stuff that's happening. Right. Real fast lightning round. Kors Cole is back on the scene. Hey, look, it's all the people from the first edition showing up right near the Yay. next edition thing. Oh, what's going to happen here? Kors versus Stormcast. What a surprise. Um, I mean, I'm happy with it, you know. So uh, I hope they put a model in the new corn box that you can never buy individually again just to keep doing that for no reason. And it better be really good this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the, the, he leads... Corgus Cole goes into the Rondel, which is a place in uh, Gur. He's still kicking around in Gur. He's trying to basically make all of Gur corn. Like, make corrupt the continents so much that they become bloodthirsty. Uh, and so he's fighting the orcs and stuff like that. Uh, Sons of Bahamut show up there, because of course they do. Um, but other Sons of Bahamut become, bo- become so besetted by the carnage, they fight alongside Corn's faithful. That's kind of cool. Like... I like that they're they went still from ca- they went from destruction to just full on chaos. Yeah, I like that they're keeping and they're chaos gargans is yeah. a thing. So like I like that they're keeping like that they can get corrupted it's still into chaos. Um, so that happens. Then you go over here. You got Lorakonum Astra Sorblight. That's a toy I also own that <laughs> oh, no boy. one has mentioned in anything for a long time. Uh, and she's been doing a bunch of stuff with the Sacrosanct Chamber, looking around for like secrets. Essentially, once again to try to figure out. What's going on with the Stormcast? Why are they broken when they come back? She's got some accounts from the Age of Myth that tell of a noble prince of death whose touch could soothe the trauma affecting a mortal soul. Um, and she's like, well, that sounds like that could lead to something or just kind of sounds like a vampire. Uh, so yeah, they go and uh, they gather some Sanctusact veterans. Uh, they do some stuff and uh, nothing happens. That story basically ends with them being like, and the fight's about to happen. Yeah. Well, so that's going to pay they, off they, somewhere. They do the whole thing of like the, d- d- are you familiar with Summer Keep? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, am I familiar with no, I don't know. Are you familiar oh, with Summer uh, Keep? Uh, no. I think that's just a thing that they made up for this. Okay, cool. I've never heard of it. But it's also so generic that it could have been in something. It's, yeah. it's two words that exist put together, so who knows? It's um, like, I don't know. Is it a black library somewhere? <laughs> yeah, that's probably. Kind of like, it was like, I don't know. And then we've got the last one. We get a little thing about uh, Bastion Carthlos. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's another named Stormcast character. Indeed, it's like they're lining up all the celebrities here. 
yeah, so he, they, blah, blah, blah. this is talking about what happened when like the Cornite people actually attacked the city. Right. So way back in the previous part. Um, and they're, they're being led by Salia Anfengrim, which is a corn model that like looks like a gorilla. Uh, I don't know what that thing is. It's always been this weird old holdover model, but like, hey, another named character that would that, that really needs a model update is the important part about that. Mm-hmm. Is now really important in the story. Huh. Huh. I wonder what would be a new hero to get a glow up in this new edition. I really hope it's her. Or it, do- it. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. That and Valkyria, the uh the Valkyrie thing with the wings that's got a demon prince's head for oh, a shield. Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool model, but it's like that inch tall, yeah. so it doesn't look very cool anymore. Yeah, so they talk about the fighting and stuff like that. Um, the inform- arrival of reinforcements, uh, so Vedra comes back, and they basically defeat the Chaos Horbs, and then... It's yeah. basically, what happened to Vedra when, they, when she had to bail? She <laughs> came back, she and, came they back and, and they had to fight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and then there's a whole paragraph, and then there's a whole thing at the bottom that I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> this is really hard to read. This is impossible to read. Why did they do this particular combination this of text? Is kerning? horrific. <laughs> this typeface and like the background is kind of dark, so some parts of it. Yeah, what? Uh, anyway, know, I'm sure it's cool. The, if if you had told me that it was just like Lorem Ipsum, I would believe you. It may be. I'm kind of going blind trying to look at it right now. I can kind of read Hammer Haley and Militia. I I can see uh, on her desk that an open amphoria of wine mixed with bloods. I don't know what it is. Something about a summer king. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is that related to summer? What was the other one? Summer Keep? Does the Summer King live in Summer Keep? I don't know. Is he the Summer King of Keeps? We just have to keep on Summer Keeping up with this book. And then there's another little page where they show you some really cool art from the Cities of Sigmar book. Where yeah. you can, if you didn't get that book, you can be like, this is some really cool yeah. art. Neat. And this is like the wrap-up of the two stories. Right. So <laughs> Literally. It's, if, you, if all you wanted was the synopsis and you didn't want to listen to this entire podcast this is that we've the done TLDR. about this, you, have, you could read the entire thing in one page. <laughs> it's like they just assume this is going to get printed off and handed to people yeah. just to catch you up catch with you what's up. going on. It's, yeah. the, it's the Cliff Notes version. And then they're like, hey, you guys want to look at some really cool toys? We yeah. got those toy here's pictures. A, you here's know. A, here's some pictures of you toys. Here's some, t- here's some pictures of some toys for some models that weren't even talked about in the ar- in the thing at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they mentioned the Fire Slayers in that one part. They get, that hold got destroyed. So I, I guess, guess yeah. I guess that's the hold getting destroyed there. Um, when you're using all the same pieces of scenery and lighting, it is kind of hard to be like, is this what part of any of the stories was any of this? Um I like all the. I mean, honestly, like their pictures are really cool all the time. Like, we've we've said that a bunch. Yeah. But I do like that they kind of tried to thematically match what was happening in the story with this. It's not just like a random assortment of stuff. You know, hey, mm-hmm, we got some Stormcast mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I really do like the page, the spread page on a uh, fifty-two and fifty-three. Oh yeah, that's just like all the Iron Jaws and City Sigmar and King Broad and all that fun stuff. And I gotta say, I you know I I like the orange jaws yellow. I I think the yellow and green looks good. I like sprite flavored orcs. I think that like in this shot, it's a really cool color combination. Props yeah. to the people uh, who do this, or if it's just the one person who does it, props to that person. Also, props to those people that design that redesigned the new Art Boys. They look nice. Oh, they look so good that at first I thought they were brutes because they look good. They look good. They're not wearing diapers. No diaper butts anymore. Yeah. And then. Guys, this is the first time this is ever happening. Are you ready for this? Are we gonna just go straight into the rules? No, we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about Path to Glory. Yeah, because there's a Path to Glory that's actually a Path to Glory and looks fun and is interesting. And I'm excited to play it because it's cities and it's 
this it's a fun thing to yeah. do. So this is this path to glory that they have presented with us has maps and things that actually follow along with the story that we all just synopsized for you. Yeah. No, synopsized? I got Syn- synopsis. We just we we synapsed. Yeah, we synapsed this whole thing. Send them straight to your brain. We've got we got you can get your action traits. You can mm-hmm. get your gyronite traits. It's incredible. Yeah. What happened? What did they they were like, we gotta fix this. Okay, so now now we are actually onto the notes I took last night, because this is when I decided to start writing stuff down because I needed to be able to point out silly things. Mm-hmm. My favorite silly thing first off in this, you know what, we'll, we'll take a commercial break after this before yeah, we yeah. get into the other parts. We're too excited now. This is what happens when a book is good, is we're actually just having a conversation about it. Because it's fun. We don't have to just make up crap. Yeah, we're not being like, oh, and then they fight some more. Oh, and then they fight some more. Oh, it's a game about combat, so if they didn't do that, it would be a really Weird. stupid story. <laughs> That's all uh, friend friendship now. So uh, the thing that killed me in this is literally the sentence. Starting with this book, each installment of the Dombringer series will include rules to recreate the Twin Tail Crusade. Why is this the second book? <laughs> you why not start with number one and then put the second book in here, and and then put Armies of Renown in this in that book because we got a cool Nurgle guy, we got a cool Fire Slayer, we have Armies of Renown in that book that do uh-huh. not have Armies of Renown rules. That feels so weird. Uh, it feels like they like wanted to, but maybe like something rules publications. Who knows? But something happened to where they didn't do that. I mm-hmm. don't know. But this uh, this Path to Glory thing, like as a city, as I've played uh, Path to Glory before with cities in the old book actually, and uh, it's really cool. It's it to me playing a Path to Glory as cities and as a crusade like this. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's something we should absolutely do because uh, we own all the armies yeah. in this book pretty much. Amazing. So we could do a, a lot of this fighting and stuff, but um, I, I like it. If you if you are a Path to Glory player, uh, get ready. It's a little weird with how the questing stuff works, but I think everybody is now kind of unique. Like I think there was like a standard, and I sort of added on a thing to it. Yeah. I honestly haven't looked at a couple of the armies that I just don't want to ever play that way. My narrative battle is a lot of times just being like build a cool board, make a cool theme list, tell a cool story for that game. Yeah. Um, but. The battle plans. Let's get into this because not only, Ooh, not oh, only. Uh, before we get to the battle plans. Oh god, plans, I can't stop. It's too good. Yeah, we got to we got to back up before we get to the battle plans because I actually do want to talk about this branching quest line. Oh okay, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay, I'll talk about a branching quest line all day. I don't think I've seen this before. Have you seen this before? No, that's why I was saying this is kind of unique. Yeah, this in is this the is... way quests work because normally quests it's like points in a bucket. Right. You do a quest and on a two up, you add points to it. At the end of it, you get yeah. this, or maybe you get the thing. And, or... and instead, now we have basically a three. A three-game branching quest line, right? Oh. Is that you... A three-game your... narrative tournament, you say? Indeed. Uh, and so you have your first battle, and then if you victory or de- defeat, you get either reward, and then you move to another battle plan. Mm-hmm. And those battle plans are different, like, yeah. depending on if you win or lose. And if you win, you get your nice little doodad, and if you lose, you get you go into the next one. And then, once again, you and then we finish up. So it's like we have our first battle, and then we break off and have... Battle, and then we have battle round number two, which is two different battle plans, and then we move to our third battle, which is the same for everybody, but um, is mildly different in different, yeah, yeah, different kind of ways. And they do this on both of them. That you have, so you have your action branching quest, and then your gyronite branching quest. So, and the battle plans are then built in accordance with this. Wow, crazy! What is happening? Do you think? I guess you could do a narrative tournament like this, where because yeah. every game is going to have a winner and a loser, yep. except for that one game where we tied down to the fourth level, which is never going to happen again. Right. Uh, so then the, the, you would just have to bracket it and set it up. That would be kind of an interesting thing to do, where it's like the maps are going to change as you play the tournament. 
Right. You might not you might not know what you're going to get to play second or third. And these maps are cool. I like the supply card. I love a good thing that gives an object hit points because <laughs> not only is it fun, uh, it is just the most con- you have to play this with someone that you like. Because the amount of things that are going to have a hard time interacting with an object that has hit points in this game, fucking stop. stop. Someone's already figuring out, oh, if I target it with this spell and this, just don't. Just play the game, smash it with an orc. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. But it is, I love seeing that in there because I'm like, yeah. I remember when I put that in one of the campaigns we did for Giga. I had like three towers that you had to destroy. The amount of rules clarifications on that where eventually I was just like, just see, do whatever's fun. (laughs) Do whatever's the most fun. Yeah. You know? Go with, um, the, go with the rule of cool here, guys. Yeah, you're it's having fun. This is supply carts that are on fire, so, like, you're trying to put them out while the, the atta- attacking people are trying to smash them. That's cool. Yeah. Carver Path is neat um, because it's, uh, so you're fighting for the small quarters. I love that. I love I love alternate points. That's yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, and so if you gain control of a small quarter, the small quarter cannot be controlled by an opposing player for the rest of the battle. It's kind of cool. It's like taking and moving forward. And then I was like, man, that's really cool, but I wish they had given me all the battle plans uh, in the map. Because, oh, there's two more. Sorry, there's lifelines and in bloom. Lifelines has one of my favorite new scoring mechanics where the diagonal line is the objective. Right. And you have to have people on the line holding it. If a player has more models within one inch of the ley line, they score a victory point. Once again, play this with someone who can be chill. Because this is going to lead to arguments if you're trying to play this in a tournament. Because someone's going to be like, well, I'm, you're three-fourths of the way. I'm four-sixths of the way, so I have more of a guy. Uh, just play with friends, you know. But what a cool way to play with friends. Yeah. Like, defend the whole line. Yeah, That's you interesting. you got to defend the line, man. Yeah. And in Bloom, you're playing for 16 quarters of the battlefield. <laughs> I saw that, and I went, whew, that is silly. Yeah. Because not play on a grid map if you're going to do this. Pre, put your t- here's what you do. Put your map down. Get a bunch of string, tape it down for these quarters because you're going to have to remeasure this every three seconds because yep. you are trying to make sure that that pie plate model is enough on the one side to count for that quarter. Yeah, you, like, you have string theory this a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you really have to, yeah. And I saw that, and so after all of that, I was like, man, I really wish they had still given me like the actual maps in the book we just read with like how to build the narrative armies and stuff because I, I own these. I know you own some KO. I, do. I was like, hey, I think between the two of us we could actually play this whole book if as long as somebody buys some pigs and comes over to our house on the weekend or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think either of us are going to buy a lot of pigs. Someone wants yeah. to give me eight pigs, I will play this army, but yeah. I, I don't want to spend that. Cities is on the, on the horizon. Oh, wait. All they my did. wishes came true. Yep, they gave you everything. Everything so, you could possibly ask for. You even get fights that you didn't see in the book. Yeah. So the KO fight that we didn't see, here it is. You get, you get, you get, side, you get side fights. And, and my, I love a good, I say it before the show, I love a good Black Hawk Down scenario. Yeah. Where it's like you, you're in the middle <laughs> and everyone is coming in from the sides and you're just holding yourselves there. And I Pr- like praying that you can kill enough things. They destroyed, I mean, I guess they can do whatever they want. They're their toys. But I think that they, I guess they just took it off the stand. But I like the Ironclad just laying on its side. Yeah. Is that a frigate? That is. I don't know how you tell. And I've painted a lot of them. You think I would know this? I think that's that's an ironclad. I don't think I painted an ironclad for you, did I? I, Yeah, you did. Did I? (laughs) That's how much of that's. It's hard to tell when they're not not standing next to each other because the frigates of the ironclads do look very similar. Yeah, and I I don't know enough to know. And the gun haulers look completely different. Yeah, that's easy because the gun haulers look like the old gyrocopters just (laughs) with a balloon instead of a helicopter thing. Right. Uh, yeah, and if you want to, if you want to kill Gardas, <laughs> you can just kill Gardas too. He's been trying to do it himself. 
Mm-hmm. So and, yeah, and it's been mildly successful occasionally. Cool, cool path to glory stuff with cool narrative campaigns. They're asymmetrical. They're not balanced at all. And one person does have to have the army that is listed. Oh, look, there's four campaigns. When we get back, I wonder how many armies of renown there are that we can play as. I bet you it's four. Oh, shit, I think you just ruined it for everybody <laughs> home. Well, all right, we'll make your guesses at home, and when we come back, we'll see if you're right. Gigabytes Cafe in Marietta, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for everything you need for your favorite hobby or fandom. Gigabytes carries a wide selection of miniature lines, including Games Workshop, Reaper, and WizKids, not to mention all the terrain, paints, and hobby supplies you need to supplement your tabletop games. Not a wargamer? The cafe boasts an ever-growing selection of hundreds of board games, TCGs, CCGs, and other nerd-based acronyms eager to join your collections. So what are you waiting for? Go to gigabytesonline.com and start shopping now. Welcome back. I hope that ad break was lovely. I'm sure it was because I don't think we've changed them in that recently. A while. Yeah. It's been a little bit. This is episode 61. I think we need to do a new season. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Almost there. Um, I think we need to do a new season soon, Mm. but it has to be an arbitrary number because who cares? Well, we're going to change the season at 69. Yeah. Nice. No, I don't want (laughs) iTunes to flag us anymore. Um, Any more than they already do. If this show gets to season 69... (laughs) Hey. What edition would we be on? Uh, we're, we're packing like 30 episodes a season over here. Yeah, yeah. We're on three because I had to do iTunes was like, make seasons. That's <laughs> the like, whole reason I did it. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah, it seems to help with sorting or something. Okay, sure. Yeah. So season one is what, 20 episodes? Season two? Yeah, we don't talk about season one. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of bad mics <laughs> in season one. It's a rough go. Look, yeah. everybody's got to start somewhere, baby. We And we did. Yeah. And now we're starting with Trugs. Yeah. Trugs heard. So, Regiments of Renown, let's real okay, fast we're gonna recap. talk this, because this, this rule part is way back on page 54, we're on page 76, right before the Path to Glory stuff, they hide this little section on uh, Regiments, uh, yes. Armies of Renown, sorry, not Regiments, Armies. This is the full thing, not just the little group you add in. So, to read this, because there has been a lot of confusion on how this works, and the app is currently borking itself all <laughs> over, so it's actually kind of hard to tell what you're supposed to do with this, um... These rules allow you to use an alternate set of allegiance abilities for your army. There are four armies here. We've talked about them. Um, the allegiance abilities of an army of renown replace the allegiance abilities of the faction you belong to. So, for instance, if you use Trug, you use this book, not the Gitz book. So you do not get any the of the stuff in your book. Yeah, none Take of the Gitz stuff. You don't need it. Funnily enough, you could actually just have this book now and play four armies. Neat. Cool. Efficient. Um, except for the cost of the four armies you would need to play <laughs> right. in this. Um, the following rules from the faction's battle tome are also not used. Grand strategies, battle tactics, court battalions, and war scroll battalions. What we're saying is, you don't get anything except for your faction terrain. And that's because nobody could figure out how to unhinge the rules of the faction terrain from all the stuff in the armies of renown, because it's too, too many things reference it, you know? So, like, that's what you get. You get these two pages. There's nothing else. Uh, so when people are, I've heard people on some shows talking about you know oh if you do this an ally and nope nope not unless it tells you you can yeah so just know these are very restrictive but you're kind of playing a unique way to play this so if you have these models or you already were going to get this you owned essentially two armies right so you can kind of play two different ways and see and i think that's kind of cool i want to see them keep doing this because i would like to see this stuff show up at a lot of tournaments yeah like what a cool way to do that well the nice thing is so because we talked about this off podcast but this is actually a bit of a throwback to how some of the old like battalions yeah. used to work, where you would go, oh well, we build like you can technically you can bring a soup 
if you want to bring a soup, right? We used to call it like chaos, mm-hmm. destruction, soup. For but a while, death soup was just how you played death. Right, because they didn't have Italians. Just had soup. And then all of a sudden, and then it was like, oh, well, you have to, like, in order to, like, really take advantage of, like, how the army works, you need to play in, like, one of these lists, essentially. Yeah. Like, it was, and there was not a lot of flexibility within whatever those were going to be. And now, and then it got opened back up again, where it was like, oh, well, you play, you pick your army book, mm-hmm. and then you have access to all of the different stuff within your army, and you don't have any of these, like, battalion or faction stuff. Like, it's just like, oh, it's whatever's in the book. Yeah. And now, we're kind of back to it, but in a simplified format. In a simplified says, army of format. Re- yeah. Army of Renown. It's just what's on these two pages. Don't worry about anything else. Yeah. So nice, actually. I'm all right with that. You know what? I own enough to do two of these. Well, and the other. So yeah. sure, well, I'll do it. The big thing is that, like, this is actually, I think, what I would recommend as an entry point for some for certain people, where I would say, "Hey, never played before, but that's okay. You don't have to learn a whole like a whole big book. Yeah, just take an army of renown that looks interesting to you, and just play that, and then see if you like it." I just realized the parallel with the combat patrols they did in 40k. Yeah. Where you buy the army you like, and they go, cool, you pick from one of two artifacts, one of two traits, and this is your army. S- simplify this down yeah. to give a much easier... Smart. Like, say, we're removing the barriers of entry. Did you think Trug was a cool model? Cool, here you go. And here guess you what? Go. You could play this at 1,000 points. So, you, you know, play can. it at 500. Well, you can't play 500 because you'd just be Trug. But, like, you could do smaller points and it still works. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I like that. That's the, they should have marketed it kind of like that. <laughs> uh, that. That's a smart way to do that. Yeah, and I think G Dubs hire us. No, right. Well, and if and if you really want, like, I mean, the next logical progression of this, speaking as marketing people, and how I would then box this is to say, here's Trug's Battle Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two thousand points. Here's the Battle Force box. Go forth. It's a whole army ready for you to play. Didn't they just release the Battle Force boxes? They did just release the Battle Force boxes. It is not this. Oh, I was about to say, are we right <laughs> and we don't know it? Because I glanced at them and I don't think there was anything I needed yeah. in any of them. No, it's not that. Okay. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost really cool. 100%. I'm, I'm like 99.98% sure there was not an that. Ossiarch where they just loaded up a bunch of old Morgast models from the 90s and they were like, Good, take them, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll talk about the Battle Force boxes right before we leave because I think it's kind of cool. Also, the subscription magazine thing is coming to the US. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. It's, kinda, it's interesting. Neat. You get a lot of really weird models that way. Yeah. So the first one of these, because there's four of those, yes. four of these in here. So the first one is Trug's Trug Herd, right? Uh, so. You get the bad moon. The bad moon sticks around. Um, you don't get the funniness with the bad moon, but bad, but bad moon rules same as bad moon rules before. <laughs> All three huge paragraphs of the bad of, moon. <laughs> how the bad moon works. The most over-explained yeah. thing. But it, it makes it so easy to understand yeah. when you're playing it. <laughs> bad moons start here. Bad moon move, move but, only in direction. On, but only on certain rolls. When you roll, it moves one spot. Yeah. There are... Four spots, essentially. Four spots. One of them is when it's gone. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Just, but anyway, that's how go. the bad moon works. Yeah. So, then here are the battle traits that you get for Trogherd, right? If you are the light of the moon, Trogherd units add one of their save rolls. Cool. Solid. S- neat. That's Most things are, I think, a four up in Trogherd. Yeah. If you're getting so hit, now you're going to get three up. If you're getting hit with, like, Rin 2, put a, you know, all defense on somebody to stop that. Like and two tracks. up. Yeah. And you're going and then move back to your what your natural save is. Yeah. The next thing, you have an aura of haywire magic at the start of your this hero. This is the one. This is the one. This <laughs> one's this is the nutso stuff. So at the start of your hero phase, if you use uh, friendly Trug's malfunctioning laystone ability, the effect you, uh, the effect you pick 
uh, applies to all friendly Trugs Trog Herd units until the next hero phase. We will get to Trugs Roller Scroll because we have not discussed it momentarily. Should, should we just go ahead and read the last thing and then do Trog and yeah, then come and then, back and then to come the command back to it. Yeah, that makes, yeah sense. that makes the most sense. Because okay. he is the army. Yeah, he, he certainly is. And then the last thing is the King's Rekka. Friendly Trug, uh, Trugs Trog Herd units that do not have the hero keyword gain the battle line battlefield role. The reason that is because they don't aren't otherwise. Yeah. yeah, and then you, the army would be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> there's, and there's only one of those in here. Right. Um, yeah, the, the cool thing about that is the Dankhold Trogoth that's not the Trog boss is not a hero model, so you can put three of those little motherfuckers in a row. That's a horrifying that's a amount terrifying. of terrifying. Or none, because they're very swing. But, like, actually, no, wait, those are the ones that aren't swingy. Because I remember the, complaining yeah, about that. Correct. The, he, the hero version is swingy. is swingy. The normal base version, which you can put, like, a pack of them together yeah are is a terrifying one-two combination of death and they're so little that people don't understand how much damage they're, they're about to just put just a <laughs> redonkulous amount of damage they will take down a maw crusher as someone who owns two i love them because yeah. they sneak up behind stuff and then just wallop the just crap out of it the, that one the, tournament where i played uh, as trogherd and everyone screened those models out specifically and i was like oh the, yeah the, I, I see why yeah because they will beat the living piss out of something yeah <laughs> So, Trug's War so Scroll. Trug. Are you ready for this? I'm okay? ready for this I'm gonna guy. Give you, I'm going to give you a quick little rundown here. Give he's me the a, circle. He's a six-inch move. He's 16 wounds. He's an eight bravery. You don't care. He's a single model. <laughs> uh, he has a four-up save, right? He's got two melee attacks, both with a range of three inches. The Iron Shell Club is a bracketed yeah. thing of attacks. Four uh, down to one. Yeah, four down to one. It's threes and threes, minus two, D6 damage each. Beefy. That's, that's beefy and swingy. Yeah. The Mighty Antlers are two attacks, a somewhere between a two to a five up to hit, twos to wound, minus two rend, D3 plus three damage. Okay. okay. I could see if you nailed both of those well, you could spear a Korgorath, so that lines up with a... Uh, science checks out on that one. Yep. <laughs> we're going right. to use <laughs> Nestra's War Scroll next episode. We're going to be like, how in the world? This <laughs> just makes no sense. Yeah. Um... He can be included in any Gloom Spike Gets army. We're not caring about that because we care about him and Trug's army. This yeah. is Trug's army. This but is Trug time. If you're playing in Molog's, uh, whatever the thing is, not in Molog's, I don't know, the Trug, the Trog way to play Gloom Spike. He's still really yeah, good. Still good. He's just not as good as in his own thing. Right. So, this malfunctioning laystone, right? So, at the start of your hero phase, if this unit is on the battlefield, you can say that it will clobber its malfunctioning laystone. If you do so, <laughs> you roll the number of dice equal to the malfunctioning laystone's value shown on this unit's damage table, which is anywhere from four dice to one dice, yes. depending on how, many how much damage he's taken. You pick one of the results on the die, and the results two through six last until the unit uh, next uses its malfunctioning laystone. And the That's, reason that is, it's number one heals you, so that uh, Number one uh, does not oh, heal you. you. Sorry. Whoops. Number one hurts you. Other way. Yeah. <laughs> so... If you choose the one, and the only reason you would choose the one is because you rolled one dice and you got a one, or you rolled four dice and you got all ones. So when I roll all four ones on this on the first turn. Your unit is going to suffer D3 mortal wounds. Who cares with this guy? Yeah. He's already healed him in the middle of that sentence. He certainly has. Uh, if you pick the two, you get to add one to the attacks characteristic of this unit's melee weapons. That's not Remember, that's terrifying. This is applying to the entire army. Correct. The entire army. The entire army for the Trug. entire army. The no entire matter where they army. are. Yeah. No matter if the moon is even in the sky anymore. They don't care. Uh, if you pick a three, it's improve the rank characteristic of this unit's melee weapons by one. No, nope. that's super handy if you're fighting something that's really tough. I'm gonna go ahead and pull up my Trog herd list so we can just have stats. Yeah, because uh, I've kind of forgotten things, where they are. Most things in the and Trogs are like minus two rend naturally. Pretty if you much. make everything a minus three rend, I, I if you hit 
and wound, you're doing damage. My troglist is named Trogdor. I yeah. he's burdening the countryside. Okay, so just as a, to to pause just quickly on actually, we'll go ahead and read them through. And I'm oh, going to yeah. tell you how nasty this is going to make yeah. your army. If you pick number four, you roll a dice each time this unit receives a command. On a two up, you receive one extra command point. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> if you got it, it's all right. It's not terrible for like if you need, if you're like, oh, I didn't get the dice that I need. So I gotta I'll play. Give, I gotta play a normal game. I gotta play a normal turn. game. I guess I'll. I guess I'll use all that attack. I guess I'll use all that defense. Oh, it'll be nice to have like an extra command point because probably not generating that many of them. You're trogs. Um, number. If you pick a number five, only unmodified hit rolls of six for attacks made with missile weapons that target this unit score a hit. That's solid. That's really solid, especially in the early part of a game. That's that's good stuff. If you are looking at a lot of fusiliers yeah. and you're like, oh, if they kill him, my whole thing goes down. That is a super smart thing. Because that's what's going to kill him on the first turn. Right. Is the army that follows up in the end of this book. <laughs> so, like, good on GW to put in a little defensive measure to keep him around. Yep. And then if you pick number six, this unit has a ward of five up. It's pretty which solid. Which would be army-wide. Yeah. Army-wide five up. That's the part where you're like, oh. Now, so, Tragus, Rock Guts already have a five up, which is cool. Right. Now everybody's got one. Yeah. Okay, so, real fast... Just a rot gut traga, standard, nothing, no frills added on. Two attacks, threes and threes, rend two, damage three. So you can just be like twos and threes, or you could be threes and threes, rend three, throw an odd attack on there. Now you're twos and threes, rend three, damage three. Oof. Oof. That's solid. And that's just the rot gut traga. So those are going to kind of be your main groups, probably. But if you want to go trog boss or uh, dank hold trog boss guys, these are the ones that aren't heroes. <laughs> Which I would want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't it? Oh, my list. I, I accidentally didn't put the right guy in the list. Hold on. I need the non, the Quick, non vamp. guy. Okay, here he is. Dankhold Trogoth. Four attacks. Threes and twos. Rin two. D three plus three damage per hit. That's you can't see the the flat line face at home emoji that I just made, but like wow. And you can have a unit of three of those running around. Yeah, that's twelve attacks. Whack. You just assume you're gonna put all out attack on that. Twelve attacks, <laughs> twos and twos. Rin, let's say three, because you did that one. D three plus three. That's like goodbye. Whatever you've hit, paste. Yeah, a fine I like mist. That. I like that, but it is not unbalanced because you are still trundling around at very slow. Yeah, speeds, you still gotta run, and you're still getting shot the crap right. to death if you didn't bring anything, and you can't bring anything. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what else can he do? Well, so the other thing is that he gets crushing grip. So at the end of the combat phase, you get to pick one enemy model within one inch of this unit and roll a dice if it's. Roll is equal to or greater than the model's wound characteristic. It is slain. That's a wonderful way to freaking ruin the cohesion at the end because it's at the end of the combat phase, not at the beginning. Yeah, it's not stuffing in my pants. Right. If it, because at the end you can just go, oh, I'll take the middle one, thank you. Or you could go, you know what? Let me get that banner guy. Yeah. Because that's giving you that plus one bravery. Right. And so or you, if your cities, that's your grand strategy is to keep the banners alive. I'm gonna pull the banner yeah, guy. Yeah. Banner out. banner guy's gone now. So long. Also, it's the Star Drake roll. It's equal to or greater, not double. Not double. So you can pick off a six wound model with this. Yeah. 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 Go for that vampire lord. <laughs> fucking smash him up. Just. Um, just at the start of the hero phase, you can heal up to D3 unit uh, wounds allocated to this unit. Because so he's a trog. Because yeah. he's a trog, he's got regeneration. But wait. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Because when you roll the dice that determines the number of wounds you can heal uh, with this unit's regeneration ability, you add three to the number. Can I ask a really silly question? Why, why is, is that, that two not, separate Yeah, ones? why is it two separate things? Well, I don't know. Is there something that's going to interact with that uh, weird scale? Because it's at the start of the hero phase, you can heal up to D3 plus three wounds allocated. That's the same thing. So I, I don't... 
I don't know. Smart, good players. Tag yeah. us on our Discord. Uh, go to the Atlanta Warhammer Discord. There's a link on our page. We, we haven't promoted that in like six months or something. I, I, I go in there. It's, it's a whole community now yeah, I know. that I'm not involved in. Yeah. We, we just we're like we're, we just lurk in the background. I, we watch I, you. We I like watch to you. show up and be like, Charybdis meme. meme, and then I just jump away yeah. again. Uh, but yeah. We're we're the Manfred of the. Uh, <laughs> Of the, of the Discord. So like, eventually uh, I have to just shut the Discord down and then start a new Discord that everyone hates so they go burn all their old Discord uh -huh. posts. Uh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. Trug's pretty solid, uh, and he's going to heal, and he's going to be hard to bring down without a lot of focused yeah. fire. And he, which makes sense because he is the linchpin of the whole way the Trog herd plays. Right. Because once he goes down, what you've really got is a bunch of Trogs, yeah. which are still good, but if he goes down turn one, you're not going to be as right. good as you could be. And then, of course, because it's a Trog herd army, and even though Trug is named, you give you get to give him, you get to give him a command trait yeah. if you want. Why not? He's Why not? unique. He's unique, and it includes uniques. So you can give him one of these command traits, uh, of which I think there are there's three. Like, there's three, and I think there's like one good one, and then two that are like eh. yeah. Well, you, so you can have ceaseless growth, which is when you roll the dice that determines the number of wounds you can heal with a friendly Trug uh, Trug's Trog herd units regeneration or greater regeneration ability. You add one to the number of wounds you can heal. That's the so, one. So solid. You you. I, the other oh, ones are okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a second. Because Prize Troglet has one of my favorite abilities that exists in KO. It is funny. <laughs> I know you love stealing CP. I do love Did stealing CP. Did you get burned CP. by like an army with a lot of CP at some point? Uh, yeah. Was it me? Yeah, I, I've been. It's mostly cities armies. Oh, that's it's, that it's all sense. the it's all the cities armies. Oh, my Hammerfall army would I'd end with double digit yeah, CP yeah. on the first turn. I'm yeah. like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. I, I am the person when you go to uh, use your CP to uh, give your spell firing presence, I want that to not happen. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that's that's my thing. Um, so you get prize struggling, which is roll the dice each time an enemy unit within or an enemy model within 12 inches of this general issues a command. On a five up, that command is not received. And the command point that is used to issue it is spent. It's more the threat of this being a thing. Yeah. It is so wonderful to watch your opponent. Panic. <laughs> try to get, like, oh, God, do I want to try to risk this? Yeah. Or just to, the constant, like, on a 33% chance, this is going to fail, mm. and you're going to be miserable about it. And if you're an army that's starved for CP, kind of like this army would probably be, Yeah, that's really it, deadly. It's really deadly. And you I, could also do Landmark, but you're not going to, because that's <laughs> kind of dumb, because you don't get to do the altar if you do this. It removes the entire thing, because the altar happens in the hero phase. Right. So if you deploy Trug, now you can deploy another one yeah. like this, but if you deploy Trug... As a scenery piece, he, he doesn't get to do his main thing, so your whole turn, your first turn, you're not going to get it's that just, ability. It's just a, it's just so a wash. That's, you're not going to put that on Trug. Right. But if you have to put it on, actually, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, that one's kind of like, eh, you're going to take the healing one. It's dependable over the game. Get an extra couple of points of healing. Or if you're me, you're going to pick Prize Truglet because I'm a monster. You're going to pick Prize Truglet. I'm going to pick the healing one because I play Nurgle. <laughs> I like hit points <laughs> so coming you, back. So you like D3 plus 4? Yes. yes. Got it. Yeah, I think that's solid. Yeah. Uh, the grand strategy for Trugs, I mean, this is the only one that you can choose. Uh, when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if a friendly Trug is on the battlefield and no enemy heroes are on the battlefield. The so only, this is very dependent on what your opponent brought. The only thing that prevented me from writing down that this is not impossible is because there's one in the book that actually is impossible. Correct. So I had to go back and write, Grand Strat is very hard, and <laughs> underline it a bunch. It's very, very Because difficult. all I have to do is look at this and go, well, I just have to either kill Trug, so if you're in that kind of army, you're good, or run a hero away yeah and just stay out of the range of stuff or, or have a really or, tough hero or be marathi just be marathi and just fight for two turns and then leave be 
be the Celestine Prime and drop on the last turn possible and then just stand out in the distance and watch this and you have automatically won. Although Celestine Prime might be able to kill Trog. Um, It'll be a good fight. It'll be cool a good yeah. fight. Uh, you got some artifacts of power? You do. Uh, These do not get to go to Unique. No. So. This, this would go to your other Trog, Trug's Trog Herd hero. Yeah, so your Which, Dankhold if you brought one. Or yeah. I got Yamalog's yeah, Unique, so. Yeah, so your Dankhold Trog, your Dankhold. Trog boss. Yes. Right. Uh, you can subtract one from hit rolls uh, and wound rolls for attacks that target the bearer if they have been picked to fight in the same phase. Bit yeah, weird. It's pretty cool, but depend. Yeah, yeah a little bit independent. Right. Uh, the bear has a move characteristic of D6 plus 5, which is hilarious. That one's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or the bear gains the monster keyword. If the bear already has the monster keyword, uh, you can carry out two different monstrous rampages with that, uh, with that unit in the same phase instead of one. And there it is. That's the one you'll probably grab. Because probably. getting a roar or a smash or, uh, or a stomp or a smash to rubble, getting a, a monster in here is good because there's no other... Trogs, trogs that are monsters. Right. So you and you have to have trogs. So I don't know why it says if it already has the monster keyword because you can't do that. I think it's in, ca in case they're future proofing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a future proof. They make an even bigger trog. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's just too much trog. He's a monster trog. <laughs> monster <laughs> trog. <laughs> uh, uh. He's just got an orc riding him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you got three battle tactics to go Which with. Which are named. You, I'm sorry. You, you read the name of the yeah. battle tactics. So the first one is don't like that. Oh, one. not even that one. Just oh, uh, they're momentary distractions. <laughs> that kills me. They're not battle tactics for trucks. It's just yeah, uh, little distractions. Moment momentary distractions. Yeah. Uh, so you got three of these. Uh, you got don't like the big one. Uh, pick one enemy hero. You complete this battle tactic if that hero was destroyed during this turn by an attack made by a friendly truck. Cool. That's you're going to be doing that anyway. You probably can. It's do that. required for your grand strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the second one feels funny. Uh, you complete this battle tactic if a friendly Trug's Trog Herd unit destroyed an enemy unit during this turn while it was affected by the aura of Haywire Magic battle trait. That is a guaranteed one. Yeah, that the well, not if you deployed your Trog on turn one incorrectly, and then this is the well, one don't, you picked. Okay, well, yeah, don't yeah, pick You can just be wrong. Okay, you can just be wrong. <laughs> but you're going to do this if you uh, have, like, a, a modicum of sense, too. Yeah. yeah, this one is the absolute, it's a gibby. Yeah. And what's that glowy thing? Uh, you what's pick that one, glowy thing? You pick one objective you do not control. You complete this battle tactic. If you control that objective at the end of this turn, and two or more friendly Trug's Trug Herd units that are affected by the light of the bad moon are contesting that objective. <laughs> it's so, a lot of variables, but it's actually very easy to do. Yeah, so it's not terrible, mostly because you could not, um, you could not control an objective in your territory, because it's not outside of your territory. Uh, you're not yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just don't control your first objective. Oh, you mean just like wait a turn and just, not, just don't stand on just it? Just don't stand on it. And then and then pick that and then go stand oh, on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Just put, If there's an objective in your starting quarter where the moon already is, you just literally don't deploy on the objective and then Boom. walk forward and you're yep. on the objective. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm glad that those are easy because having played the Trog Herd in that previous yeah. tournament where I looked on turn two and was like, I can't do battle tactics anymore because I don't have the things to do it. Yeah. It's nice that they kind of hand you some easy Yeah, th this is... At because like, you're think still going to have to aim for two from the main book. Right. So you have so challenges. You got, you got some challenges. But yeah, that one is like, you just do that on turn one. Just don't sit on it. Like, don't deploy on it. That one is really like, remember not to do this. Yeah. And you get <laughs> Don't this. deploy. Because don't the bad moon is going to start in your quarter. Unless or, you're an insane person, you put it across the room. For some, <laughs> for some like I would like to see the person that does this all wrong and then is like declares it and is like, dang, dang, I did this, I did this all this kinds. This one's of, hard. It's insane. Yeah, you just you just start it in your corner. Don't deploy on your objective, and then just go. I finish my turn on the objective. I control it now. I guess. 
Yeah, because you have to have two or four friendly units, so you couldn't do the living landmark and then have him walk on to the objective. I don't know. Why would you do that anyway? Yeah, That's just, dumb. I hate that one. Just, Let's make, go. It, just <laughs> make it nice and simple, man. Yeah, just do it easy. Nice, yeah. nice and simple. I'm overcomplicating a trog army for some reason. <laughs> well, let's make an even simpler army where you just push like eight to ten figures across the table. Is it a grunt of stampede? It is, because gargants are not the next one, but that's also a simple army where you push eight to ten models across the table. <laughs> Actually, four to ten, maybe. Uh, yeah, so grunt of stampede. So we were not, we were whelmed by the pigs. Whelmed? I, I would say that <laughs> I solidly liked the littlest one as an option to give Iron Jaws another monster for monstrous actions that yeah. isn't the Maw Crush. Right. So you have a cheaper monster, being the Charybdis guy, the value of a, having a monster wherever you need it to be for a monstrous action yeah. is really nice. So I could see that guy coming in. He's like, what, 170 points, I think? Something like that, yeah. That's the fine, whatever. I'll lose a pack of, of our boys to try that, you know, to see if that works. Yeah, one, one, 180? 180, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'll lose, like I said, I'll lose a pack of our boys to see if that works. That's fine with me. But were you one of these people that, for some reason, bought a bunch of uh, Mogrunters? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> so, so what happened is, is the paychecks came a little too far after this and right when Cities got announced mm, as a mm, release date. Mm. Otherwise, I probably would have at least one pig because right. I like the models. And you didn't, and you buy, so it, this is the, hey, did you buy a bunch of Mogrunters and then got the rules and went, I can't play with half of these? Oh, by the way, we made a thing for you now, so you can play with your toys. This is what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird that this came out after the supplement, too. It's it does, very strange. All, everybody was on the same page where the pigs were like, they don't work super well. They're not good. Yeah, they, why is this the new hotness? Yeah. And now they're like, yeah, they're moderate. They're very mid. <laughs> they're <laughs> so mid. I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll rate them at the end, but this feels very narrative. Yeah. So you want to take us through this one, Zach? Yeah, so you get your own wag. Yeah, you get the grunt wag which is uh, once per battle, the start of your charge phase. That's important to yes. remember, because wogs happen all over the place. <laughs> all over the place these days. <clears throat> uh, you pick a friendly Mogrunter general on the battlefield, and he calls the wog. Uh, each time, when you do, until the end of the phase, each time a Mogrunter finishes a charge move, roll a dice for each enemy unit within one inch of the models in the Mogrunter unit. On a three-up, they take D3 mortal wounds. So everybody gets impact hits. Impact hits. So you're going to call that on, like, turn two or one, depending on where the setup is. Yeah. If you're... We'll get to that in a second. This army, it's like, when do you engage with this army? Do you try to rev everything up and then go? Yeah. I don't know. Hogs of War. Friendly Gorgrunters gain the battle line. We get Neat. good. Finally, Gorgrunters can be battle line again. I was, what was it, like, how many episodes ago we were saying that the thing this army needed was a mega boss on Gorgrunta so you could do an all-pig army correctly? Because yeah. when you do the all-pig army, your whole army goes forward, and standing in the back are three idiots. <laughs> going, can't, woo! Yeah, one guy's banging two bones together. One guy's either summoning spells or just trying to keep up to yeah. give them commands. So, so yeah. So they, so they didn't give you a Gorgrunta or general on a Gorgrunta. They gave you a dude on a Mogrunta. Yeah. Which is just yeah. the bigger Gorgruntas. Sort of close. Yeah. Uh, and then Arigum. During the first battle round, do not subtract one from the momentum score of friendly Mogrunta units at the end of the turn. What madness. Holy Crazy. crap. They, they did a thing that makes it so that your momentum is not immediately zero after the first turn. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing it should say. I'm going to go ahead and just, here's my errata. It should say, uh, during your turn, yeah. you should lose momentum on your opponent's turn. So if you get double turned, makes sense. It hurts a little more. But if you double turn, you don't lose the momentum. That's how momentum works in a physics sense. That when you gain it, you continue, I don't know. But Zachary. That's not how Age of Sigmar works. I don't think that these orcs know Newtonian physics at all. <laughs> I'm just saying that right now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hill I'll die on. Orcs are bad at physics. But they do get their own rampages. They do. Uh, so they get two cool ones. Um, 
You get the Greedy Gobble, which is you carry out the Rampage with a unit... Oh, these, we should say these are Maw Grundas. Obviously, that's the only monster you have, but just in case. Um, if you carry this uh, Greedy Gobble out, and you have a momentum score of three or less... So this is the handing you... You got borked, you rolled a one, you lost the one, the guy's sitting there. Uh, pick an enemy model within three inches and roll a dice. If it's at least double the wound's characteristic, it is slain. So it's something. It's something you can do. If you're in a pile of gits and you've got that net guy and he's giving you minus one to hit, you can try to eat him and make the combat a little easier. Yeah. This is a this is like an apology for when you're more gr your grunter just does not run. Or when you get charged. Or when you get charged, yeah. Or when the one guy's been in a fight for two turns and he couldn't pull out and yeah. you know, just eat a guy, I guess. And what's charge down do? Uh, you can only carry out this monster's rampage with a model that uh, that made a charge move this turn and is not uh, and is not in a unit that has multiple models. That model can make a d6 move, but must first finish that move within three inches of any enemy units. Then add one to the momentum score of that model. That's, That's pretty a good. A lot of things to say. Move uh, move d6 inches and then add one to your momentum. Mm -hmm. And you have to finish three inches within any enemy units. So if you rolled a, an iffy charge and you really want to swing around and you know punch that wizard in the butt, yeah. this is what you can do to kind of get that little You can extra Tokyo momentum. Drift it a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. And you get them extra momentum. Mm -hmm. So hopefully leading into the monstrous rampages on the war scrolls that you're trying to do, which are the ones where you keep going through and yes. then you really you know fight people like that um, like later on. Right. The next turn, obviously. Because the, the goal with this is to just have that momentum at six. And keep it there. Because you have to. Yeah. So, yeah. Command he's got, traits. He's got command, no, command traits. Oh, sorry. Command <laughs> trait. Singular, sir. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I love that this has nothing to do with anything in the book. Yeah. Uh, so you improve the ring characteristic of the general's pig hacka by one for attacks that target an enemy monster. That would have been so good if it had just stopped at by one. Yeah, improve the ring characteristic of the general's pig hacka by one. Because I guess, yeah, it makes you a little better at fighting monsters, but, like, not by a lot, honestly. And, and... Yeah. These aren't really intended to fight monsters, it feels like. No, because they're squishy. Er, er. Yeah, I feel like monsters have a... I don't know. Monsters uh, have like 30 wounds now. <laughs> Kids <laughs> eat monsters these days. They've yeah. got 35 wounds and a 4-up, four 4-up. Four so you do have get mount traits. And uh, before, I, before I lead you into this, the important part of this is if you pick a unit that has more than one model, each model gets the mount traits. So if you bring the little non-hero guys and you reinforce them up to three... You can have three of whatever's on this list. Right. What are you What are you picking? Uh, hmm, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, because none of them are wild. I, I had picked the first one because uh, it's the most reliable for just not dying. Yeah. To like a horde of daughters of Cain or something. I don't hate proper wild. Because I like good too, I like I the counter charge aspect of it. I guess we should just read through these. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> there's only three. Yeah. So proper ard is when this unit is targeted by an attack. If the weapon used for that attack has a ring characteristic of minus one, change the ring characteristic for that attack to nothing. To, yeah. So rend two is still rend two. It doesn't go right. to rend one. Yeah. But that's not if you're facing like Mortec guard and you got forty of those little guys stabbing you. At least this will help survive. Right. Uh, the proper nasty is you add one to hit rolls and wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by this unit's mounts if any wounds or mortal wounds were allocated to this unit in the same phase. Situational? Yeah. I, I never, me personally, if you I pick don't a like second, things. I guess. Yeah. I don't, I never try to pick things that require me to have done a thing in the combat phase because that's the thing I forgot to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I would not pick that one. Um. <clears throat> And, proper and then proper wild. At the end of the enemy charge phase, before any monstrous rampages are carried out, if this unit is more than three inches from all enemy units, but within twelve inches 
of any enemy units, you can roll the dice, and on a three-up, this unit can attempt to charge. Isn't that the Iron Sun's ability in Iron, Iron Draws already? Doesn't uh, it have the thing yeah, where it's like... The, yeah, it's counter-charge. Yeah, so this is kind of cool. They give you well, that thing to put in there. Huh. But as a... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... I, honestly, that's the one that I like the most, because you can get something that probably... <laughs> You get something that's out of combat into combat when you need it. With more momentum. Yes. And to and get to a monstrous action to right. hopefully gain more momentum and keep going. Yeah. So yeah, if you do this right, you are now slingshotting yourself into a fight and then rampaging through into another fight that they didn't expect you to do. Right. You know. It's it, like it's a little trickeration. Yeah. It's cool. It's a little it's a little cunning. It's yeah. mostly brutal. It's mostly brutal. Mostly it's a little, brutal. It's a little cunning. Uh, you get exactly one artifact of power. I to wonder what from. I'm gonna pick. <laughs> Uh, it is a very good one, though, yeah. to be honest. This is a very nice artifact. Uh, you can issue commands to any friendly unit on the battlefield. Each time the bearer issues a command, you pick one enemy unit within three inches and roll a die. On a three-up, that unit suffers a mortal wound. Well, your general's going to be in the fight. So you're going to probably have him do a mortal wound to somebody. Yeah. That's a nice little bonus, you know, kill a, kill a guy next to you. But also, anywhere on the battlefield, anywhere on the thank battlefield. God. Yeah. Because otherwise, this army is unplayable because you have to bubble manage pigs. Right. Which is a weird job description. Yeah. So to have uh, the ability to do a command anywhere on the table is super helpful. That is very nice. I like that. Uh, you have <laughs> the grand strategy. All right. <laughs> this one's... this is they. It's not as hard as the last one, and it's not as impossible as the next one, but it's still pretty challenging. Um, when the battle ends, this is the head of the herd. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If your general has a momentum score of six at any point, okay, maybe, and has not been slain, that's the hard part because your general is... 14 wounds. 14 wounds, and he is 380 points. So you can't hold back 400 points of your army to try to get this tactic. He's got to be in a fight. Got to go. But you have to pick your fights carefully, which doesn't feel very Iron Jaws. Yeah. Because if you roll that thing into a Gargant... And the Gargant's at full strength, and it's the Gargant that kills monsters. The, be the beast, the guy that can do that one thing where he's like, I have one attack. If I roll anything less than a one, you take 40,000 damage. Uh -huh. You could just get wiped. Not to mention, if I know that's, if you're looking at me and you're in this army and I have any kind of shooting, I'm going to shoot that thing to well, death. And he's only a three-up save. Yeah. It's not like he's a two-up save. Yeah, six long strikes can kill him in one turn, yep. as, as per my extremely advanced math of I put six stri long strikes on the table and rolled some dice next to them. I didn't even have to put them next to the table, but it felt cool, <laughs> and it felt a lot less lame than just rolling dice at a table by myself at 1130 at night. Right. Yeah. Uh, your three battle tactics? The first one, out of control, you complete this battle tactic if you carry out Greedy Gobble, Charge Down, and two other monstrous rampages this turn. Okay. So you need to do four monstrous rampages. Stomp because it's a two up. Yep. Titanic duel if you can because it's free. <laughs> like, go for the ones that are free. Yeah. Because well, you're looking over here, you get a free. Um, it, and it just says you have to carry out. So if the greedy gobble doesn't work, that's fine. Yeah. You still tried it. You still tried it. Uh, DeBoss leads DeWay. You complete this battle tactic if during this turn your general calls a Gruntawa and any enemy units are destroyed by attacks made by your general or abilities used by your general this turn. That's good. Also going to happen. So should happen. Yeah. If it doesn't, you are you not are doing well. Really screwed. Um, also, the little nuance on this uh, abilities. So if you accidentally impact charge and kill the thing you're fighting or you're stomp fine. them, you're okay. Yeah. I hate when I would do that as Gargans, and it's like, ah, balls. <laughs> I should have killed you slower. Some for reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for tactical reasons. And then full speed stampede. You complete this battle tactic if at the end of the turn there are three or more friendly Mogrunta units on the battlefield and they each have a momentum score of five plus. It is technically achievable. 
to do that. Yes. It is hard. Yeah. But you probably can get that around like turn three if you've invested heavily in Mogrunters and that's all you're throwing down the table. You gotta really hope that you're killing things that you're running into. Yeah, this army cannot stop. Right. Like, and that makes sense because when they stop, they're not nearly as good. Like, lore-wise, it lines up. But in terms of a tabletop game where these momentum is a hard thing to translate to wargaming. Yeah. Because the, mo the models don't keep moving when you're not touching them. Right. So it feels weird to have an army that, like, an orc army that doesn't want to fight everything. You want a Pac-Man around the table picking your fights. But what if your opponent drops a 30 block of, uh, you know, a 4-up, four 4-up four Fire Slayer in the middle of the table with two heroes behind it? You have to go in and fight that. Yep. Uh, You're just going to get bogged down, I think, in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Which is why they're... They're still... They're solidly whelmed. If, yeah. If they would make them not lose momentum on your turn... Um, and they would maybe... Or on your opponent's turn. Well, then they, they gotta lose momentum yeah. some well, one of One or the other. Yeah, I'm fine with... Other. Yeah, it's one or the other. If they would do that, and then if there was... If they would... I don't know. I, you like, know what? everything if, on it is kind of middle ground. If they had a retreat... Yeah. Option at the end of combat where they could retreat, like... Some, like... Th like, they could retreat. Yeah. That, I think That's, that would fix it. That would be a great command trait to, like, pick a unit within 12... Uh, that has charged this turn, they may retreat, but they may pass over enemy models because yeah. they just charge straight through them. Right. That's cool and thematic and not very problematic in power because, honestly, this army is not going to win tournaments. Ooh. Because what are you going to do? Here's the other thing. Your army has to keep moving. What are these little circles on this map that I'm supposed to be paying attention to uh, that we set up? Oh, right, objectives. Objectives. I've never work, met man. an army that can be so easily defeated by like just waiting until turn four with your storm cast <laughs> and then dropping on all the objectives and going, all right, all right, I win. <laughs> I just didn't let you fight me. <laughs> uh, and we've gone uh, over the pigs, so we're not going to go over them again. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing on the war scrolls that we uh, that we haven't already discussed. Then you can you can equip the brute ragers all with the brute crusher if you want to. So you can have three of them doing the three the fours and fours minus one, hoping for those three mortal wounds. Woo. So for 100 points, I would just to revisit that unit. 100 points, you have run and charge, you have nine chances at three mortal wounds, so you're going to roll on average two. You're going to pull six mortal wounds out of this unit for 100 points. It doesn't even matter if the rest of the attacks don't go through. It's a little missile. Yep, you just, just aim. send them forward. It's 100 points. So just good. run it around behind your brutes, and as soon as your brutes or your Arvoys get in a fight, you just go, Wing. whip them around. Yeah. I like those guys. I actually like them better than the Reckless now, because I like the club, because it's more random. Yeah. Fun All stuff. Right. Then there's a weird little lore part about King Broad just shoved in the middle of the rules. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why that's here. Yeah, but we already know about King Broad. We already know, I guess, maybe I'm just in, I know all this because I've read the Gargan book and stuff, but it, it does seem kind of weird that they're just like, hey, and here's King Broad in the middle of the rules right. after his story's over. But here he is. But here he is. And also, here's King Broad's stomp. Yeah, and there he is. He looks. He looks good. Yeah. All right, King Broad Stomp. Do you want me to? Yeah, go take, for it, man. Take, as it, the take, it, take, guy? It, take it away as a Gargan player. Yes. All right. Um, you have to have the Sons of Bahamut keyword. That's the thing. That's the thing that has. Oh no, are the new seats not holding up? My butt hurts. Josh, Josh, Reese is standing out point of the show. Um, we got new chairs. We're we breaking did. them in. Yeah. My, I'm kind of wheeling back and forth. I mean, you're enjoying the stereo of my voice now because I'm trying to break mine in cheek by cheek. Um, all right. You, that was an uh, important seat butt update from the Atlanta Warhammer team. So, you have to have the Sons of Bahamut keyword, so, you know, be in the Gargants list. That's literally just the Gargants list minus Kragnos. That's the only thing that changes. You can't put Kragnos in here, sorry. 
Uh, each Mega Gargant has a Mightier Makes Rightier. They count for the thing on the War Scroll that says they count as X amount of models on the objective. That's what that means. Yep. You, you get that ability. Um, if it includes King Broad, why wouldn't it? Uh, you have a friendly, he has a friendly ward of five up when he was within three inches of other friendly units. So you bring Broad and you stick a little idiot on his butt, one of the little man crushers, you just follow him around. That's it. Gotta kill the man crusher before you can kill Broad. You know the one man crusher I have that uh, it fell off, he, he glued and then slid to the <laughs> side, so I gave him a bunch of alcohol and he's drunk? That's the guy that guards Broad's ass because he can't pile in without knocking over models. Um, so that's your faction abilities. Gargan players, we're not used to having to read this much, so hold on, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Smash it all to bits is your thing that you're going to do. Yes. And this is fun. It's a lot of rules, but it's fun. <laughs> it's almost as bad as the War Stompas. Pick up a horse, kill it, throw it, kill another horse. Uh, once per turn in your shooting phase, you can pick a one terrain feature and one Mega Gargan within one inches of it. So not the little Gargans. Roll a dice on a two-up. That terrain feature is sundered. Okay. Neat. What does that mean? If a terrain feature is sundered, roll a dice for each unit that has any models or garrisons on that terrain feature. On a two-up, they take D3. All models from that unit that are garrisoning the terrain feature must be set up wholly within six of the feature and more than three from all enemy units. That can be challenging if you've got a Gargant within one inch of it to get behind the scenery feature. Yeah. I don't know a lot of armies that do a lot of garrisoning. I've, we rarely see it around here. It, garrisoning Seraphon is yeah, occasionally. Yeah, garrisoning is not the thing. Because for the most part, everybody just goes, I'm just going to chill on the scenery and, yeah. get the, and get the cover bonus. But then the stuff that is garrisonable in like tournaments and things, you can, but a lot of people just forget which one which ones they chose as being garrisonable terrain. That is very true. Um, because it's never a piece of terrain that actually looks like it should be garrisonable, because by that, for us, we're on the bottom table. Yeah. So we're playing like the old West Saloon <laughs> table, <laughs> the, the Star Wars table. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, um, you, you damage some garrison people, blah, blah, blah. If they can't get set up, they're slain. The terrain feature is then removed from play. That's important because no other Gargant thing actually takes it off the table. Yeah. It just says it counts as being taken off the table. Finally... The Mega Gargant you picked can make a shooting attack with the terrain piece. Which is actually a really good shooting attack. Yeah, I mean, you're encouraged to pick up the actual piece of terrain and throw it across the table. Yeah. So here's the, here's the hurled terrain uh, shooting attack, which um, is still a shooting attack, so you could do all-out shoot on it if you wanted to. Uh, D6 attacks, 4s and 3s, Rin 2, D3 plus 3 damage. It's an 18-inch range. 18-inch range, sorry, yeah, that's important. So it's their normal rock-throwing thing that you get baited into in that one list that never works, but this is pretty good. Yeah. Um, D6 attacks is a little swingy. That's Gargans. You knew what you were signing up for. Right. Uh, and then the other one, when brought, you get Wrath of Broad. This replaces all your other monstrous actions as a Gargan player. This is the one part of the list that I was like, this sucks. Because <laughs> Gargans really need those extra monstrous actions yeah. and stuff. Uh, when you carry out a rampage, you can carry out the one below. Only a model that's made a charge move in the same phase can carry out the monstrous rampage. It can make a 3d6 move, but must finish that move within three inches of any enemy units. Then it can pass across stuff as if it can fly. Uh, after the end of the move, roll a dice for each enemy that passed across. On a two-up, that takes D3 mortal wounds. So, I should back this up. This doesn't suck intrinsically. This is pretty good. It, it sucks that it takes away all your other Losing all the other yeah, ones is very... Yeah, that, that hurts. Yeah. But this is okay. So, you know, charge... Oh, look, this is what the other pigs should do. Is yeah. charge and keep going. Cool. Uh, and then you get some command traits. Yes, you do. Even if you're unique. So, Broad himself. So Broad himself can get one of these command traits. The what are your expectations one? on the first one? Uh, they're, pr they're quite high. They're quite high. They're, right? in fact, high expectations. As you add one to attacks characteristics of the death grip attacks made by friendly Mega Gargants while they are within three inches of any other friendly Mega Gargants. That's... All right. Nah. That's, I mean, they're not going to be within three inches of Mega... Megas are the big guys. Yeah. So, if you've brought three... 
you have to keep them next to each other. This means you're occupying not enough of the board. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the next one is Big Eater. In the combat phase, if any enemy models are slain by attacks made by a friendly Mega Gargant wholly within 12 inches of the general, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to that Mega Gargant after all of its attacks have been resolved. That one's pretty solid, especially yeah. if you have Broad and you're trying to keep him alive. Yeah, nice nice, nice little heal there going. Yeah. Uh, and then Loudmouth Bully. Uh, once per turn in your combat phase, you can pick one friendly King Broad stomp unit wholly within 12 inches of the general, and if you do so until the end of that phase, use the top row on that unit's damage table regardless of how many wounds it has suffered, so you can get the max profile. I, I like that one a lot. I think that the most competitive is probably the middle one <laughs> to keep yeah. a Guardian alive, but man... I've had my War Stomper be, like, at mid-health and just bork all of his stuff. And it's it feels bad, because it's like, there's a fourth of your army that took some shots. And, and once Gargans take damage, they profile. They don't profile hard, but around the middle of their profile, it starts getting real bad. Yeah. They don't profile like a Charybdis when you look at it, it's immediately halfway dead. <laughs> um, so this one, I feel like this is pretty good tactically, especially yeah. if you're, like, you know you're going to be taking a lot of damage from shooting or, you know, right. sacrificing stuff, whatever. You get one grand strategy. You do. It's not great. It's impossible. It's not impossible. Well, okay. If you're playing with the way they tell you to set up tournaments. Yeah. Well, no. So it is still technically possible. All right. If you're both playing King Broad Stomp. (laughs) And you both agree. (laughs) So the grand strategy is flatten lands. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if there are no terrain features on the battlefield. Yes. So the way that you... So there's eight terrain features in a tournament, right? Yes. So... The way that you do this is only this is the only way this is possible. You have to get four out of five of your smash it all to bits. Yes, during the shooting phase. During the shooting phase, and you have to get four out of five on your monstrous rampage of the smash scenery piece. Guess what that doesn't do? It does not remove it from the table. Well, okay, but I think that t- nope. So I that, looked this so up. That doesn't count. It's literally impossible. Well, that's dumb. Then. It's real dumb. It's almost like this is where the proofreader quit. Yeah. Because when we flip the page. Is when the proofreader really quit this yeah. book and just went, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> just out. Yeah, unless I, I could be wrong. We always caveat this show with, like, neither of us are particularly 100% good at this game <laughs> all the time. <laughs> However, I do, because the, I, the Smash to Rubble, I, I'll confirm it while you vamp in a second, but I don't think it actually takes it off the table. It just says it counts as being destroyed. So what that means is that you don't, you don't pick it up. There are no train features on the battlefield. See, I would, I would classify that as no longer being on the battlefield, but I'm, I don't know what the actual wording on that is. We're gonna, we're gonna look it up right yeah. now. So, how, how's that thing's been going, by the way? No, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing. Things, things are a thing. We exist. Yeah, we, we move forward. <laughs> this is some quality vamping. This is, this is about as good vamping as you're gonna get from me, right? Wow, now. they do not make it easy to find. No, stuff in the, this. <laughs> the, search, the searching for this is just terrible. This is why I just, just forget rules because I can't find stuff. Can't after find time. things on the app. It's just, it's I just, just all over up. the place. Um, charge phase. No, it's not in the charge phase. It's not in the charge phase. It's the monster rampage. It's after the charge phase. <laughs> it's before combat phase. Okay, smash the rubble. Pick one terrain feature or defensible feature within three inches of one of those. On three, the terrain feature is demolished if it was defensible, and the scenery rules on its war scroll cannot be used for the rest of the battle. Does not remove it. This one specifically says it removes it from play. So that's the thing that makes me think it is a different thing because mm. they wouldn't have spelled it out if it was like implied removal. So if you're playing in a tournament, that'll get eroded. Your tournament, your tournament <laughs> person can walk over and go, you're on table four, and you can go, cool. <laughs> Neat. Well, There's six terrain pieces. Grand strategies failed. Even on the bottom t- Moss Eisley <laughs> tables I'm playing on, there's still six terrain pieces <laughs> yep. at least. Still enough. Yeah, that's the, that's the part where I was like, dang it, because this seems fun, yeah. and I already have it. So it's almost there. 
Uh, the artifacts of power. You get there's three of them to choose from. Yeah. Uh, you can get the brand of the Gargant King. With if the bearer makes a charge move and the unmodified charge roll was an eight plus, the strike first effect applies to them until the end of the turn. That's not too shabby. That's pretty good. Yeah. Because as we uh, as I learned in the last tournament that I played in, uh, all strike first effects happen. Then normal combat. Then you get to pick a person. Then let that yeah. yeah. Then strike last effects. So technically, you could get your strike first guy. And then, if there's no other strike first effects, and it's your combat, you get to pick another dude first. And two gargants swinging first. That's, That's terrifying. Gonna hurt. That's yeah. gonna hurt. Uh, lucky shiny hat. The bear has a ward of five up against mortal wounds. So if you're gonna pick the one where you uh, heal, you're gonna pick this too to have a really defensible... Uh, yeah, that fly's been in here yeah, for like just, three just months. I don't know if it's one fly that keeps having one fly offspring, <laughs> and that's generation 50 of this I fly. Just, just don't want to swallow him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting that kind of nurgled. Um, the final one on this is Crafty Creepers. At the start of the combat phase, you can pick one enemy hero that has an artifact of power and is within one inch of the bearer and roll a dice. On a five-up, that artifact of power can no longer be used. If a weapon was picked, when the artifact of power was selected, that weapon reverts back to normal. That's cool. Meh. I mean, it's very thematic. Like, you know, if, you, if you're playing with your buddy and you, hey, you know... You know like, ah, he always brings that guy with that one... What is the, the Idna thing where yeah. you just crank a guy to 11 and he does a million wounds? Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to stop that. But you're probably going to take the five up because yeah. it's better. dependable. It would have been better uh, back when the Griff Feather Charm was a, uh, or the uh, the amulet. The oh ethereal yeah, amulet. the ethereal Just amulet. Snatch that crazy. Snap right that. Off of, hey, guess what? Now you're rendable. <laughs> but at that point, whatever's wearing that is also fighting a gargant, <laughs> and is probably going to die anyway. Right, right. So yeah, uh, and you got some gargantuan goals. You do, which are your battle tactics. Yes. Okay, so good shot, her. <laughs> Uh, I, actually, I think it should be more Nelson. This should be a good shot. <laughs> mm. You complete this battle tactic if an enemy unit was destroyed during the turn by an attack made with the hurled terrain missile weapon. All right, so pick something that's already wounded so that that swingy D3 plus 3 doesn't bork you. Just to be safe. Because yeah. if you roll a 1 on the D6, you are then praying that everything goes through to Also, get that really, attack. really hoping that those 4s uh, and 3s are going to get through. That's why it's like, pick something that you that has one wound. Yeah. Pick, pick something. Pick the wizard. Pick, <laughs> pick the wizard that you already hit. Pick, some, pick a unit that is, like, almost dead, yeah. you know. Um, then you get the King's Conquest. You complete this battle tactic. If a friendly King Broad and one other friendly stomp unit are contesting the same objective in that turn, and the objective was controlled by your opponent at the start of the turn, well, you're doing that anyway, you hope. And if you've got Broad and his butt buddy hanging out, guarding they it. They count for a bunch of models. Yeah, and guess what? That's King Broad and one friendly stomp. Yeah. So you've got this objective. And you only have to be contesting it. Yeah. You don't have to be in, in charge of it, although you probably are. Yeah. For the most part, you probably... You should be. If you have two Gargans yeah. on it, you probably yeah. have that objective. Yeah. God, then, I would hope so. The clear them out is my favorite because you're just going to do it anyway. Josh, what does clear them out do? You pick one objective on the battlefield that you do not control, and you complete this battle tactic. If at the end of the turn you control that objective, and that objective is contested by a friendly King Broad stop until that uh, unit that made a charge this turn. So the cool thing about that is it doesn't. It just says that you don't control. So if you've got objectives in the middle and you run up to the middle of the table and you're on the objective and you charge, but you can keep that pie plate still within the objective when you hit the enemy, you've got this. Success. Yeah. Easy battle tactics are nice for Gargans. Great Thank you. Success. I'd like a strategy that works, please. <laughs> that would, because this that is would really be cool. Yeah. A really, well, okay, real fast. What would be a better strategy? Oh, for uh, King Broad Stomp? Yeah, like what? Because I like mm. destroying the stuff. I like smashing. Like that's cool. This is a neat concept. It's just impossible. So should no. it just be like if you've deployed, destroyed any terrain features? I think if it, were, if it were if it were up to me, 
uh, if you wanted to say, I, I get, I'll give you two options. You can All pick right. which one you like more. Pitch right? them to me. Um, for terrain features, uh, if you want to get rid of the, ter- if you want to keep the terrain features thing, because that's a bit, obviously a big part of this. Um, if the uh, less than half of the terrain features that were on the table are uh, are not on the table, um, or either uh, removed or destroyed, yeah. then yeah, then th- then you've completed your grand strategy, which also means that your opponent would then not want to destroy scenery pieces that yeah. they might that they may want to destroy with their with their uh, with their monsters. Right? Yeah, and then option number dos because you are a gargant player and you don't have many models, right? Yes. If at the end of the combat or at the end of the battle you have more uh, units on the on the battlefield than your opponent, that would be pretty hard to do, but would be fun, right? Because you're trying to kill stuff. You're trying anyway. to kill stuff anyway, yeah. right? So, and it's units. So you just like if you're like, oh, I have like seven or five. Well, at the end targets. of any Gargan fight, you have two. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So you're just trying, to, and it's not models. You're it's units. Like it's just units that you're trying to get like less than. Yeah. Right. So, and if your opponent only brought maybe five, well, now it's like okay, we gotta kill some. We we have to kill some guardians so he doesn't get his battle his yeah. uh, grand strategy. I like that. I think I think you're on the nose with the first one. If the monstrous action also counted for it, then I could see wiping the terrain features off the table. Yeah. Because then what you do is you have one or two little guys that every turn are just trying to get in just trying and to smash stuff. Trying to smash some And you series. got your main force moving in. Yeah. Because the other part of that is that, like, if you if your opponent brought a scenery piece, that scenery piece counts as scenery. So if you are in, like, a standard, like, tournament where it's like, oh, there's eight pieces of scenery and plus a... Plus your your like your opponent's terrain feature. Uh-huh. That's nine pieces. So now you have to, so you have to be less than half, right? Which means you need to be at four. Yeah. On the table, which means you would have to get one of these every turn. Finally, my horde mode gargant mode plays <laughs> off. I start with eleven. I'm a I'm ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, the I mean, big thing there is that like you can't use the same monstrous action. Yeah. So or monstrous rampage or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that one's so close to being good. Yeah. Just that one's not quite there. I wish they hadn't fired the editor right then, <laughs> uh, because they they definitely just looked at this next one and went, "Oh, it says draft four, uh, publish it, whatever." Yeah, it's it's good enough. So uh, you at home can't see this, but I have an iPad and I've been yes, taking. I was taking notes throughout this. You entire have thing. a tablet device. I have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we are not sponsored. Well, we say iTunes like fifty times. I don't know. Um, well, I have we a tablet. On <laughs> we are on iTunes. I have a tablet device. And I was making you know, writing and stuff, and I doodle and all those kind of things. And when I got to this one, I read it, and I started coming up with funny jokes for Invest in Grunstock. Because, you know, I'm trying to make this show interesting. Um, and then I just switched to the red pen and wrote, what the actual fuck? In giant text <laughs> on the page. Because uh, let's, just, let's just let this open. If you Now, everybody, think back to, what was it, summer... 2018 when KO uh, first yeah. hit somewhere around there just remember that time we were all playing this game called Age of Sigmar rolling in you had some shooting Stormcast was the most oppressive oppressive shooting well Cunnan Rock was doing stupid shit and sometimes winning but like everybody's kind of even we were all just melee combat this is the melee combat game all of a sudden come an army of marines who live in space <laughs> with guns and they're they, short short they're kings. short they're short kings. short kings the squats invaded <laughs> and they just dominated for months because guess what in an army about melee in a game about melee combat an army that is faster than everyone and doesn't have to fight is very hard to deal with and they just then they got nerfed 
into Oblivion. 2022. Yeah. They got nerfed so hard they didn't matter for like a couple of years. They got nerfed so hard that I looked at them and I went, yes. <laughs> yeah, you, they got nerfed so hard that I, we had time to like paint all of them yeah. and get everything now. So, well, guess what? They're back, baby. It's, the hits are back. I don't know what was popular in 2017. Uh, I don't know. What was pop? Optimism? I think that's what we had back I, then. I believe, I believe there was optimism and possibly hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Well, mm. anyway, what does the Grunstock Expeditionary Force do? What, what do you have to build to, to bring this? Well, you've got to bring Grunstocks. Okay. You've got to have so many Grunstock, which is really just two units. It's literally it's two literally units. literally two <laughs> units. It is Grunstock Thunders and Grunstock Gun Haulers. That is your battle line. That's it. Everything else is a hero. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so it ha And it can be any of the heroes. However, because you are restricted to taking only the Grunstocks, why in the world would you take half the heroes? Because none of their stuff works. Right. So you're well, probably not bringing all the heroes. Well, because a lot of the heroes you can't use. So, like, any of the heroes that are named, can't use them. Any of the heroes that uh, fall under... Um, uh, there's there's one, I think, maybe, that is... Well, no, I guess all of them are named that fall under other skyports. Yeah. Um, because so, they're going to be locked. So, like, your uh, your heroes and your, uh, I don't know, the Underworlds warbands and stuff like that. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to come in. Can't, can't, get, can't get any of them. None of that stuff. You get little boats. You get, you get thunders, thunders. And you're probably going to get navigators and chemists because those are the two that don't need ships to be good. Right. They are good. As yeah, you could people. you could bring the you could bring Mr. Hammer, dude, but half of his war scroll is freaking pointless. You don't get to name a ship. You don't, <laughs> get, to <laughs> you don't get to none of that. Yeah, and like the 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 guy, the Endrin Rigger guy. Well, you're not not using bringing him because he's also not boosting the you're, balloon boys. Yeah, because you can't have balloon boys. You can't have any either of the balloon boys. No, no you, sky wardens, no Endrin Riggers. All you can have is a, a five and a win rate in every tournament <laughs> you take this in for the next month. Yeah, so. Uh, friendly Grunstock Expeditionary Force units gained the battle line battlefield role. See what's kind of funny about that? That makes your heroes battle line. It, yes. That's just a funny little thing. Just remember that. In case there's ever a map where you need battle line, your heroes count as battle line. Um, so, here's what you get. Grudge Settler Protocols. In any phase, each time a friendly Grunstock Expeditionary Force unit has shot or fought for the first time in that phase, you can roll a dice. And on a four-up... That unit can shoot or fight for a second time in that phase. However, you must subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made in this way. Thank God that can't be used when I use Unleash Hell. Uh, actually, that's uh, in the designer's comment. <laughs> I know, they specifically were like, no, also it works. No, it also too. works for Unleash Hell. Now, on Unleash Hell, you're minus two. Uh, the second time around, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If there's anything there to charge you at any point in this game... <laughs> You will then get to... You're probably not, but you know what? Maybe you got mortal wounds anyway. Yeah. You're just fishing for that. I don't know. Um, and then the other thing that you get is rapid redeployment, which is each time a friendly Grunstock gun hauler makes a normal move or runs, you can say that it will transport a friendly unit. If you do so, pick the move... Uh, before the move is made, pick one other friendly Grunstock expeditionary force unit with a wounds characteristic of six or less. That's everything in your army. It's literally all of them. Yeah, that's literally all of them. And more than three inches from all enemy units, uh, you can pick and you can pick a unit that has already moved in that phase. That's super handy. And you remove that unit from the battlefield, and then when the Grunstock gun hauler finishes its move, set up the transported unit on the battlefield again, wholly within three inches of the Grunstock gun hauler and more than three inches from all enemy units. Units transported in this manner cannot make a charge move in the same turn. Dear God, why would you? Yeah, well, don't. Just no, just shoot them. Uh, yeah, yeah, and also, shoot him. We, I mapped it out. I believe you can fit 15 Thunderers within three inches yeah, of the Yeah, so if you have a double hole. reinforced pack of Thunderers, you can move them. If they are carefully positioned, 
Yeah. Oh, with you need the, that template. Yeah. With the Grunstock. The template for the bridge yeah. where people would have that the thing so they could put the exact amount of people to use on the bridge. Right. You need one of those. Uh, Chris, we are out there. You're printing that template right now. I know it, buddy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What? <laughs> Just what was the, like, I get the intent of this, but this is very good because the problem with KO in this form would be the mobility, but this just immediately solves the mobility. And what we were saying is like with the ship's movement, because the ship can run, so you can auto run the ship for six and that's a, what, 18 inches? Yeah. Yeah. Then the 18 inches range on the Thunderers, um, because... On some of the weapons. On some of them. Yeah. And 24 on the other ones. No, no, no. 12 on the other ones. 12 on the others. 12 and 18. Let's say the 12. Yeah. So that's only a 30 inch range on turn one. <laughs> only a 30 only inch range. Only a 30 inch range. That's only the entirety of the table. Yeah. And you could maybe shoot twice with right. everything in your army. Literally yeah. everything in your army. So, the. Because I'll play a little demo advocate here, right? The counter to this is to kill the gun haulers. Right. Kill the transport yes. vessels, make it so they make it so you can't move because otherwise because then everything is a four inch move. Unless you're doing what you were saying, you're just bring all gun haulers. <laughs> you're just like, wee! <laughs> yeah, just like, little ships zipping all over oh, the place. Oh, the ships zipping all over the place. I can't hold objective, but this yeah. is irritating. Which is hilarious to me because, like, this is the first time that I've ever looked at, like, the eight gun haulers that I own because I've only given you three to paint. I was going to say, I've only painted three. You've hold only painted on. three. I didn't I know there was that many. I of have eight of them. Are they already painted? No. Oh, uh, some no. of them are based. <laughs> oh, Oh, that's um, okay. That's yeah. better then. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, some of some of them are like half painted. Seems like, like I'm gonna have to paint some gun yeah, haulers. Here I a, may a run just a just a stupid amount of gun haulers. I'm okay with that. Those are uh, the easy ones to paint because they're little. Yeah. I don't have to get a paintbrush inside the like yeah. control deck. And that if you just run a bunch of gun haulers all with the uh, with the drill cannon and you're just like I'm just fishing for sixes, that's fives all. and sixes, baby, and we're just doing mortal wounds. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, yeah, it's really stupid. It's really it's like it's. I think it is beatable because I think like really good armies are will beat this because it's it's it is a little tied into like you can only play one way. Yeah. Um does not have a lot of flexibility. You certainly can't stop spells. No, no. <laughs> well, you have guns. I think right. that's how you G stop guns, spells. Guns is how you stop spells, right? But yeah, like otherwise like, you're not like yeah. You know, if you drop a big old spell down and it does stuff, it's like, well, I can't stop that. Um, but yeah, it's it's solid. It's really solid. Well, unless you've taken the thing that says uh, if they're wholly within twelve of bearer and you can roll a dice in a four, if they ignore it. Because don't forget, we haven't even gotten to the command traits this and artifacts. They take the best parts of other armies and also give and, it and to also, this army. and then also apply them here. So he really likes Ko. Yeah, <laughs> the, the replacement. So the person that sacked the previous editor, Monty Python style, <laughs> came in and wrote this, and then like woo, just like scampered out the door. Yeah, was this written by an actual character and overlord? The code right. Oh, this the code is his right. fault. He's re he's re he's rewritten. The code. This, this is his. He rewrote it. Yeah. Games Workshop printed it, and he said, "No, nah, I want to shoot in every phase." You know that. Uh, you know that an army is a little broken when there has to be like you know usually there's like one designer's note on a page. Uh, this army has multiple designers. Notes. Yeah, they know that this <laughs> they, is going to be questioned. They, they knew what they did, and uh, so the, the the command traits. Yeah, let's get design. into what you could. Let's make this army more yeah. fun. Let's let's make this more ridiculous. So in the command traits, you get back on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> when a friendly Grunstock expeditionary force. Unit receives the rally command. You can return one slave model to the unit for each four up instead of each six. So the other weakness of KO was losing people. Oh wait, now it's fine. Yeah, we get the get the, the four up rally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you can get entrenchment expert. When this general issues the all-out defense uh, command to a friendly Grunstock Expeditionary Force unit, until the end of that phase, that unit has a ward of five up. Cool, a three up, five up on a fifteen pack of thunders that shot me eight times on the way in to get breakfast. Three up, four. Three up, five up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> 
And then finally, the Grun Corpse Technician. Once per battle, at the end of your hero phase, if a friendly Grunstock gun hauler has been destroyed, you can roll a dice and add the number of the current battle round to the roll. On a six up, you can set up that Grunstock gun hauler again on the battlefield, more than 90 from all of my units, and with five wounds allocated to it. So you can just get like another half a gun, uh, gun hauler. <laughs> By the way, those gun haulers don't, like, they don't profile. They don't, yeah, they're, not, they're, not, they're just little guys. Yeah, they're basically. Just, they just did, they're just, honestly your chariots, is what yeah. they are. They fill into your chariots. Just a bunch of. Just run a bunch I mean, of gun haulers all over the place. That one's the most silly fun, but why in the world would you not take one of the other two? They're so much better. Because I only brought gun haulers. That's back. the only reason you would take that. Um, it's just, I just brought a bunch of gun haulers. Yeah. Can you go rally those gun haulers? <laughs> no, I can't. Wait a minute. Can't you? Can't you? Yeah. Uh, I guess they're not battle line. Well, they are. They count as battle line, but... Then you can reinforce them. Oh, then I can. I so you can could rally. I could reinforce them finally. <gasps> oh my god, I could bring packs of them. It's <laughs> so stupid. So, and, and yeah, yeah, you could do that. You well, let me bring let's... packs of gun haulers? Oh, that's really stupid. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and just give them a really easy grand strategy, too. Yeah, uh, this is acceptable profit margin. Uh, when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If there is at least one friendly Grunstock Thunderer's unit and at least one friendly Grunstock gun hauler on the battlefield. Okay, so I have to bring at least a pack of Thunderers. One pack of five guys that stands on the far back right corner of the table. Just hangs out. And does not move. And then it run, a bunch of gun haulers just run around. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody hey, gets hey. close to him, you just shoot him 400 yeah. times and you're done. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I mean, and I one, think... And one general, just chilling back. He's reading the winds. He's, he, the one guy's <laughs> hanging off the ship, like, just Woo! carrying the general around. It's kind of funny to put the admiral in here because he does so much melee damage, which is unexpected, because he fights twice on a four up. So, like, you deliver that little guy, you're like, I don't even need a capital ship. Bonk! <laughs> Just, yeah, that's solid. Uh, yeah. Artifacts power? Oh, man. Oh, God. Well, luckily they don't have, like, null myriads power of ignoring spells except on a but four wait. instead of a two. So, each time a friendly Grunstock <laughs> Expeditionary Force unit wholly within 12 inches of the bearer is affected by a spell or the abilities of an endless spell, you can roll the dice on the four up. You ignore the uh, effects of that spell. So that 15-pack you've dropped in the middle of the table, which is a press and screened by a couple of gun haulers that you don't need anymore because you've delivered your payload, is now going to ignore any spells you put in on a 4-up as well. Neat. Yeah. Or, alternatively, you can give it Gimlet's Gaze Scope, which would add 9 to the range characteristic of melee weapons used by the uh, bearer. Missile weapons. Yeah. Mi uh, <laughs> missile missile weapons. <laughs> he throws his ass. <laughs> uh, missile weapons, yes. Yeah, but like, look at the heroes you're bringing. Yeah, they're not yeah. great. Uh, then you have grudge fire rounds. You pick one of the bearer's missile weapons, and if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with that weapon is six, the attack causes a number of mortal wounds to the target equal to its damage characteristic, and the attack sequence ends. It's not that great. Once again, all your stuff is like two. Yeah, you're not bringing um, that many things. Hold on, hold on. The atmospheric anatomizer, whatever this thing is, in the chemist. 3d6 attacks. That could possibly spike into a bunch of sixes if you wanted to take this. It could. That's the thing where if you are if you're like, man, I have to take grudge fire rounds. If you're one of those wacky people that still rolls for this stuff, yeah. then put it on the chemist because that way you get the most chances to do mortal wounds. Right. You get three to six attacks, and then all of those attacks, maybe those sixes become what his uh it's one damage eight. is one each, right? Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You're not picking that one. You're picking the first one. Yeah. Because why not cover why you... all your bases yeah. in terms of what can stop this army? Right. Uh, battle tactics. Uh, blow them away. You complete this battle tactic. Uh, if an enemy unit was destroyed during this turn by an attack made using the Grudge Settle Protocol battle trait. That one could be a little challenging because if you just don't roll four ups on that turn. That's that a risky would be one. a risky one, yeah. Uh, there's also no safe haven. 
You pick one objective on the battlefield that is controlled by your opponent, and you complete this battle tactic at the end of this turn. You control that objective, and a friendly unit that was set up this turn with the rapid redeployment battle trait is contesting that objective. Yeah. So you need to... Shoot something off the objective and then drop a dude on it. Yeah, you have to do that. and You have to move the guy there first. Yeah, and put, then put, a, put a guy like with his toe on it, and then have all his friends yeah, shoot, and then shoot it off. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, Thunderous Claim. You pick one objective on the battlefield you do not control, and you complete this battle tactic. At the end of this turn, you control that objective, and that objective is controlled or contested by two different friendly Grunstock Thunderous units. Guess what? That's the one that you get on the first turn quite easily because... Yeah. What? You have to. Yeah, yeah, and and if you've got two ships carrying two Thunderers around, that's easy to do. You just go that one, and you just drop them off yeah. there. And then next turn, you pick up the kids and move them to a different spot and yeah. shoot them all around. This is a, you need to paint the. You know what? I really wish you had enough gun haulers to paint one like a school bus, <laughs> because I really think that's appropriate. Beep beep. Yeah. Although they kind of look more like Beetles, yellow submarines. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> oh, who shoots twice in every phase on a four up? Ground stock thunders. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> That's the end of the book. It There's is. points. Uh, and we, my one big complaint, there's no sneaky pouch. No sneaky pouch. They didn't pouch. give a sneaky war They didn't pouch. give a sneaky war scroll I pouches. don't know what they would have put in there. Maybe the orcs. Maybe Trug. You, you don't have orc cards for those new orc models, do you? Were they not in the last one? The pigs? Yeah. No, it was just the heroes. Just it was the, the heroes. Four, yeah. Uh, heroes. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 See, nope. that would have been nice for you. you yeah. Know, Trug would have been nice. Yeah, truck would have been nice. Yeah, it would be cool to get them. I'm not mad that we didn't, but it is. No, like, it, was, it was a nice. It was a the 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 doodads were a bonus in the last they book were. because the book was crap. The book was <laughs> book wasn't a book. So this now, is a book. This is a book. This is a, this is actually what the first one was supposed to be. So it raises a lot of questions of like, why did that first one come out such a such a pith yeah. when this is a hurrah? This is hilarious because now it feels like we've gone in like reverse order from like what we did with the Broken Realms bit, where it's like, oh, we started off with a really great book, and then we got. Dog shit. <laughs> yeah, and then it got more, and then it got it looped back around to being better to be in the goody, end. Yeah, yeah. So if we're getting four books, uh, is number three or four going to be bad? Oh, I hope it's three. Only oh, I don't know, but three's uh, Cryptborn and the Stormcast. So now I don't know if it's three, but I hope it's three because narratively the fourth one needs to be the best one, right? To end the story and launch fourth edition. Whoops, spoiler. Uh, so like, shoot, I don't know. You know what? I've already looked at Cryptoin's rules. They've released what he does and stuff. It looks like he's very, it's purely narrative. But mm. it makes Karandis and Charybdis, or not Charybdis, Karandis and the other one, Karazi. Yeah, the one I use that <laughs> I don't know the name of. It makes them battle line. So you can Wait, put. what? Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> so you can put the Lord Relictor, and then you can put uh, Karandis, and you can put Karazi, and then you can put one guy on one single, no, two guys on the dragons that come with the Lord Relictor, and that's the whole army. You have five. You should five dudes, and they're not great. Like they all kind of need a little bit of help yeah. to do awesome stuff. Karaze is the only one that I think is a hundred percent can be independent, and you should never. Don't worry about him. He's a missile until he dies. Yeah. But the other ones are kind of like oh, that's weird. But sure, I'm gonna do it anyway because so I have all yeah. of it. You're just gonna, I've got all the dragons. Might as well. I'm gonna be all a dragons. dragon. They're finally letting me play all dragons, but in a way where I won't win. Right. So that's what's gonna make me play all dragons now. So yeah, this this book. Uh, I say let's give it let's give it some grades. Sure. Let's talk about the story. Let's 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 do this. Uh, on a scale of a plus to one, what what do you think of the first story? The first story, I'm giving an A. It's silly. It's stupid. It's not an A plus because it it falls apart in some pieces and places. But I gener I genuinely liked it and did actually have some laugh out loud moments. I, I was gonna say also a solid A. Um, the only thing keeping it from a plus is just the absolute insanity of the, that war scroll doesn't do that. It yeah. just kind of takes you out sometimes. 
Um, but I really liked it. I like how creepy Zanestra's getting in lore and stuff. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got to be something. They can't just drop all this hints about this character. Being and then real just be weird. Like, yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Also, uh, not an A+, because they put the word Anvil Guard on the page, and that mm. makes me sad. That's why. It's a very petty reason. All right, what do you think about the Gyronite Crusade? Now, this one should have been, like, the best one for you because it's full Iron Jaws. Yeah, and, and yet, this one's, like, a B-minus <clears throat> for me. Yeah. Because it... Here's the thing. I, I, I understand that they're making a move towards a more grimdark uh, kind of universe here. But I like the wackiness. Me too. That's and why we have orcs. That's why we have orcs. And they didn't give the... There's not quite enough wackiness here for me. These orcs aren't particularly wacky. Right. Yeah. They're more just kind of charging forward orcs. Yeah. And, and also, in addition with, like, with King Broad, I feel like there should be more. Yeah. Like, the, well, and so King Broad, like, doesn't, I mean, he leads the Gargans, but in the way that he's in charge whenever he's around. But, like, they don't really have a structure, yeah. so they don't have cities they live in. Yeah. So how does he marshal an you, army? I'm you, always, he just kind of goes. Yeah, you, you gave, like, the biggest name character very little to do. Yeah, he, well, he looks cool. <laughs> he walks in, there's a cool scene where he walks into the castle and it's like, King Broad is here, and then the story ends. So, right. yeah, he doesn't do, he gets punched in the head. Yeah. It would have been funnier if the Celestine Prime had come back and punched him in the head. Be right. like, oh, just okay. like your dad, huh? Yeah, all right. All right. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, it, and, and here's the other thing, is that like, we got like, the first story really, like, it did, it did feel like this was like the beleaguered, um, the beleaguered heroes, like, moving forward type of thing. Yeah. And then the second story is <clears throat> sort of the exact same thing, but just scarier. <laughs> like, and with more name dropping. With more name dropping, that's, right. That's what, for me, bumps it to a solid B, is because I can see this turning into the next big story. Yeah. Because we've got a lot of named characters that make sense to be here. Gardas died. Sure, he'll come back. But, like, and then that little part in the end where they talk about all the other stuff going on. You know what this is? What? It's like you ask to copy your homework, and ju- but you just, like, change the names a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they went, you know, if you drop, like, three more names in there, that Atlanta Warhammer guy will be really excited. Yeah. Can you mention some obscure Stormcast guy like Tornus the Redeemed? And I'm like, yeah! Yeah! Ooh, Dreitcha! Ooh! But yeah, it's the exact same story, just told yeah. slightly differently. Which, we just changed the names. That's probably supposed to be somewhat intentional because twin-tailed comet parallels. Like, right. But it, it does feel like either commit to the parallel or make them very different. Um, because at the end of them, they were all, we went on our trip, a bunch of people died, we got there, and it fell over. Both times. Yeah, that was it. That's that was it. the whole thing. Fell over in different degrees, but fell over either yeah. way. Uh, but I have to I have to give it a solid B still though because it's like it's full of Stormcast Gargans. Well, of course, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they it's play, got some they, Nurgle in there. They played you. They knew what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Nurgle cities, Stormcast Gargans yeah. are like my four favorite armies. Right. So okay, the Path to Glory, A plus, A plus, A plus on Path to Glory. First time ever on this show, we're giving A plus to Path we're, to Glory. We love it. They've actually done. They've. This is really. They did something with this. It. Is what I'm excited to play. Like th- when I get my cities, the rest of them, because they released the army and I built it, and now I have to wait for the rest of it to right. come out. So when I get all of that, this is what I'm going to do. Like this is the the way I want to play Cities of Sigmar, and I know a lot of people I've talked to on like Reddit and stuff that are cities like the role play aspect of it a lot because this is an army that's easy to get into. You're yeah. not a Golem, you're not an immortal dwarf, you're not a daughter of you're Kate. Just you're just a bunch of dudes. You're a guy or a girl, and you're out there just hoping that yeah. you can fight long enough with your four up to not be obliterated. Yeah. Yeah. 
A plus of the path to glory, including all the maps with the wacky deployments and all that stuff. Props to GW for breaking your ironclad off of the shitty plastic thing. That probably fell off. Yeah. You know what I want to know? If, if, the, if by chance that the photographer of this scene listens to our show, was that ironclad already broken? <laughs> and that's why they let you do that. Yeah. They're like, I don't know, just lay it on the side, it'll be fine. Meanwhile, these dragons are coming in with like the most secure just plastic, and they don't chunky, weigh anything at all. Chunky bases. <laughs> it kills me. Nice, beautiful flight stands. Uh, if it the, helps, I'm going to kitbash the ones in the new box to not be on flight stands. I'm going to have them like on pillars. Uh, okay. So if you want two super duper flight stands, I can I, give them to I, you. I will want some super You can reinforce stands. that ironclad that already has two on it. <laughs> Just have four flights down to the ironclad. That's kind of how I feel I have to balance these things now. Yeah. Uh, each of the uh, armies of renown. Okay. So, Trog's Trug Herd. Uh, I'm going to say A for narrative. Very fun easy to understand narrative way. I'm going to say B for competitive because if Trug dies, that's it. You, okay. You've, you've lost a lot of your fun. So your overall is a... I'm going to say my overall is like an A-. minus. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm feeling... I was feeling an A- minus as well. I think... I mean, either narrative or competitive. I would I would still bring Trug in a competitive... to play competitively. Dude, yeah. That'd be super fun. Well, we don't go to tournaments to win games. Exactly. So that's why... <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this is a... Am I going to have fun playing this army and then I don't have to think that much? My Trogger is fully painted. So Let's go. As soon as, I, as soon as you get a Trog, you can just have the Trogger. <laughs> he fits right in. If you take out my Goblin allies, he literally is the amount of points he is. Yeah. So it's the same exact army. Perfect. Um, all right. Here's here's where it's going to start getting weird. Grunt a Stampede. I'm going to let you go first. To C. C? I'm going to say B narrative, C competitive. So like... C plus because they they made an, an attempt was made to make the pigs fun. It just didn't go all the way. It yeah the until until momentum is fixed yeah on the actual war scrolls themselves. It it's just here's and here's here's and it's the same thing that was true when the war scrolls came out right as I looked at this and I went that is one more thing for me to have to keep track of I have to keep track of now momentum I have to keep track of freaking my command points I don't worry track I hit you with a disease point yeah, too just with, so there's another freaking, dice yeah, next to it with disease po like if, if my opponent's doing anything to me I have to, I have to keep track of damn pluses and minuses for attacks and wounds and everything it's like I don't need more shit to keep track of that's not for the whole army. Yeah. If there is a whole army score of your momentum, it would be fine. But because it's individual units, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, and the going up and down so much is also a problem. Yeah. Because you're like, going to forget. You're going to do it like, wrong. Like, if you don't have, like, turn dials that you're constantly, like, adjusting, you're going to... I mean, you are going to forget. It, I think it's actually impossible for you not to forget that you're doing this. And we know that the person that wins Warhammer is the person that remembers the most of their rules. Right. Because uh, I've lost games and gone back and gone, oh, I would have won, won if I'd that I had a four of ward on half, half, half of the stuff that I was supposed to remember. Yeah. yeah. Like, darn. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, this is the, I think the, the Ma Grunta's momentum thing, honestly, I don't think it'll last that way. Uh, I mean, I think it will for the time being, but I do think it will go back to the drawing board. And I, I'm kind of wondering if it might go back to the drawing board and wind up being a your momentum score is are like becomes like army wide, similar to how wa points are in your big wa. Yeah. Some if you're playing this army, you get you get the advantage of all your momentum scores are the same because right. you're a horde of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. You just treat it you just treat it like a big wa, right? Uh, is I, that your momentum gets up at to certain points and then you can use your momentum score to do a Spend it on yeah, stuff. spend it on stuff for like additional effects. Yeah, I, I you know what? I'm gonna stay solidly at a C. 
because it did give us a bunch of really cool models. It gave us the, the, the models, refresh. The models are cool. Uh, so fine. All right. You know what? The our big our boys really needed this. Fine. I'll give you an extra minus or whatever. <laughs> you get a, you get an extra little bump. You got our boys to not wear diapers anymore, yeah. and the pigs are pretty cool, and Zogrok is hilarious. So, oh, anything that's not tied to like the the actual like army of renown on the Iron Jaws, awesome. So good. So happy for. But the actual army of renown, trash. Yeah. <laughs> And it's the one that, to me, I looked at. It's the one was, that everyone was excited yeah, about. That's the huge pigs running around like crazy. That's yeah. fun. That's old yeah. school Iron Jaws. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. at some point. Maybe yeah. in fourth edition, which is probably not super far away. If yeah. The, if the, the tea leaves and ley lines are lining up correctly with all these main corn and main Stormcast characters that seem to be lining up on opposite sides of the arena. Mm. Yeah. Here it comes, baby. This feels Let's like a go. thing is going to happen. Uh, next one. King, uh, it's King Broad Stop, King right? King Broad Stop. Well, uh, can I put in A because you technically cannot get your grand strategy? Yeah, so, this is a real. This is a real. Sh so, if if the grand strategy was fixed, like yeah. so, let's assuming that it counts the ones that are broken by monstrous rampages, because that feels like that's where they would errata it. Yeah, the, and, and the, the, sim the simple errata would allow for yeah, the monstrous yeah. rampages to just like destroy scenery also counts if that is included. I would say if that is included, uh, a solid. A solid B for both narrative and competitive. Yeah. And I'll say that as I have to admit, I don't play Gargants with more, usually more than one Mega Gargant, not more than two. Yeah. Um, so this list wants you to play with like two to three of the big guys and a couple little guys. It's just not, I, had, I don't know how to win with that because I've never done it. So I don't know how easy it is. I know people win yeah. with four Gargants. With four Gargants. So it's out there. So yeah. a B because I don't understand how to make it competitive. <laughs> But also a solid B for narrative because it seems like it's fun, and if you're playing narrative, you don't care as much if yeah. the shooting attack rolls a one. And also, stuff. King Broad by himself just having his own army kind of is a nice little. It, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I wish he was a little better, but that's yeah. that's just he. Thing. He's got, but his he being a named character having an army of renown is interesting. Like that's neat. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's what they need to do with this. Is yeah, pick all these named characters and and that if existed, let's see Brooks. Let's see his, what is his Brock team Grunson do? having, like, a whole thing would be awesome. Yeah, anybody that's got a named oh, character... mustache gun himself. ...that would make sense to kind of lead a group should yeah. get something like that. Yeah. But what we're going to get, and I know, because I mean, if you look at how 40k works, we're going to get 12 Stormcast armies, because there's 84 heroes yeah, yeah, yeah. in this list. They can just pick any guy and go, oh, he leads a heroic band of people. That's what they do. So it makes sense for him. So I got I got double Bs on King Broad Stomp. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good on good with a B on that's kind of where I was feeling for King Broad. I would almost go to a B plus on that one because I like I like King Broad enough just on his own. Yeah, that I'm okay with that. I like putting him next to the one that I kit bashed to be, be King Broad during the Rome Gate Wars because yeah. he's like he grew up. He has the he, same helmet. He he, up, he he upgraded. Yeah, and now then it's finally, like me and my son. <laughs> <laughs> and finally. I'm gonna let you go first. This Grunstock gun hauler, yeah. This grunt, this whole Grunstock army of renown. Um, so fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Do we need to put like an asterisk? Yeah. Like fun for me or you yeah. playing fun, against fun, it? Fun for me uh, or you playing against it? Um, I mean, competitively, I think it's an A. Yeah, I think like, so. This is gonna be a solid A. I think this is a really nasty list. If you play four gargants, you're a, you're gonna have a really hard time because they're gonna kill a gargant per turn. Yeah. And you're just not gonna have people. Uh, this is, it's good. 
But um, if you brought 8,000 bone splitters, you might not care. And the other part of it is if you run it in certain narrative formats, I think it would actually be super fun as well. Because it, especially like the uh, the defense one where you're like that one where it's like, oh, you're in, all in the middle. Yeah. All the Grunstock's in the middle. And that's cool because then it's like the, the multiple firing in all our shoot, you know, unleash hell with more negatives. It's like, oh, God, they keep running. Just keep firing whatever Just, you got. Yeah. Just keep trying. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And you wouldn't be using the movement shenanigans as much, right. which is where it becomes kind of problematic. Yeah. Because turn one, you can just drop all of your army within shooting range and go, half boom, of boom, that boom, is boom. dead. Yeah. And and then you you will run up to me, and then I will back up and shoot you again. <laughs> and uh, then I, yeah, I'll yeah, screen just, you with one yeah. gun hauler or something. Uh, yeah. Rinse and repeat. Thank you. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, it's somewhere in like that A, A, A minus range. Depending on how you feel about your friends and if you want to have any afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have cool friends and you want to, and if you're if you're playing for tournaments, you're gonna to see this. Yeah. I, I bet you'll probably see this unless the errata is like right now about to come out yeah. to, to catch it. So like, yeah, play against it if you've got the models. I'd like to play against it just to see if I'm right about like, oh, oh no, this <laughs> that's, is not. Whew, that's a, that's oppressive. Yeah. yeah, we'll proxy in a bunch of thunderers and, and see what happens. But like, I, I think I'm that pretty close. I'm pretty close on having enough thunders to run that. <laughs> I think for me, uh, a competitive unless you run all gunstock gun haulers, and I just, that is something that's going to be competitive. <laughs> but that is an A for narrative because it's hilarious. That's that really appeals stupid. to my dumb list where it's like these are all dogs and I have two heroes. Okay, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Go nuts. Yeah. So having a bunch of little ships kicking around doing stuff seems fun. You're fishing for drills and not holding an objective. Yeah, just at all. Just run around doing stuff. It's too bad you can't ally in cities and also put in gyrocopters and bombers and just have a whole wing attack force. Dude, if I could ju- if I could ally in just Aether Wings, like just a bunch of the birds. <laughs> you know, the rules to the game only apply if we put them in. <laughs> That's true. Like we could literally play with what back in when we when it first started there was no points. Yeah. You go to the store and somebody would just plop down like three Nagashes and be like, here we go, this is my list. And you're like, uh, I guess I guess this is even? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know how this works. So yeah, we could totally do just an army that's just gyrocopters, birds, and uh just all flying Grunstock. Everything in the well, they used they had that actually. Um the the one uh battle type. Yeah. Where it was all like you had to have it was all flying units. Yeah, I remember they that, made the that aerial whole, warfare. Yeah, the aerial warfare oh, thing. Oh, what a wow, weird what a time. weird what a weird day. That, so that was back when they were really trying shit. They were just, <laughs> they they just, were trying. just trying whatever. They were just, no, no thoughts, feelings, just vibes. They were remember, all vibes, man. Do you remember Mixed Battalions? I do. I loved Mixed Battalions. That's the whole reason I even got any Sylvaneth, was to do the sea and land I. Thing. That's why you got my Ideneth, because I gave up on it. Yeah, because you gave up on it. And I was like, I, I looked at the Ideneth, like the, the, the sea and forest thing, and I was like, that looks awesome. Yeah, that looks really cool. I miss the old combined battalions. I was really sad that cities did not have an interesting way to put in other units. Mixing, yeah. But they kind of just took that all out. They're like, no, you play cities and you get allies. There's no more coalition nonsense. Yeah. But like, eh. All right. So, there you go. Final, final judgment on the book. Book is good. It's a good, it's a good book. It's an A. It's a, sol- it's a solid A book. I'm going to say A minus A up until page 94 to 95, and then it drops <laughs> an A minus. Guys, guys, how did you let this out of the door? Yeah. Like, this is going to get abused so slides, much. Why it's not an A plus. Yeah. We got we, we, a heck of a lot better than we were on uh, book one of the Dawnbringers Crusade. So, I'm, and I'm excited because there's actually the a cru- there's actually two crusades in this. Right? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's a book you can actually play, and, and I'm excited for the next one because we know it's all about. We know Stormcast is in it at least. Uh, we well, know that that corn's gonna be in there somewhere. Yeah, probably. There's, there's the Kurnathi guy riding a beetle playing a trumpet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you know, we're just, getting all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, then, for the Atlanta Warhammer Podcast, I'm Josh. And I'm Zach saying, invest in grunt stocks. They're going up. It's like that. It's like that.